Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Les Odorants. I am, as always, Dan, and I'm joined by the three greatest fragrance minds on the planet. Ben, Fliss and James, say hello. Hello, hello. 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 Excellent. Right. Glad everyone is here. Let's get this show on the road. Um, Right. Where should we start this week? Um, I would like to start perhaps by uh, uh, maybe not quite apologising because one never apologises and one never explains. Um, But last week I did say some extremely unpleasant stuff about a couple of our listeners who'd been in touch. And I'd just like to clarify that I stand by everything I said and I take nothing back. And Fliss is covering her face in absolute, <laughs> like, tears. Oh. Uh, I, I, had, I had several comments about how, how fun that was. Uh, yeah, sadly, no one has left us any shitty reviews this week. So uh, you are all safe from the eye of Sauron. Um, let's, uh, let's just get into perfumes, shall we? Um... Let's go Fliss. I went Fliss. first last time. No, you didn't. I did, no, didn't I? I don't think you did. I think Ben went first last oh. time. And I, I sort of... I, in fact, I think I probably went first last time. Um, so what I always like to try and do is keep James for sort of... Last-ish. You know, the, there's for no last-ish. Point. There's because... no point this week. Oh, really? Oh, well, Why? you're going to be fucking disappointed because one... It was, oh, well... It's, it's only seven. Ooh. I, I sense. I only want six. This is. Whoa! Whoa. Hang on a minute. This is. This is. This is. This is news. Yeah. This is heavily news, depleted. James. Fucking full fourteen. Do you know what? Yeah, I can almost. I can almost bet <gasps> that game for the first time probably ever. Wow. Wow. I was going to say on. Liverpool uh, have you know scored more goals than I've <laughs> won. Oh, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. No. Right. Okay. So, so I tell you what. I tell you what. Let's. Let's break with tradition. Fliss, yeah. I'm going to put you on the back burner yes. and I'm going to ask James to go first. With a due sense of trepidation, James, take us through your not-so-full 14. Well, uh, OK, so Monday I wore Amouage Epic Woman 56 because we were talking about it. And again, what am I going to say about that? We just did a whole fucking episode on those. So... <laughs> It's true. Other than that, it's I true. love it. Pink you still pepper, love it. Nothing's changed. Still love it. Yeah, it's excellent. I mean, you know, it does some of the uh, maybe some of the criticism about it just being a kind of an oud rose or whatever, and it kind of drying down to that. But I think all the kind of amazing stuff in the start and the fact that it it's so it's a lot classier than loads of the shitty kind of oud rose. It's just an excellent perfume. Let's face it. And uh, has mm. all that excitement in the start, which a lot of them don't. Um, and I just love it. I just, it just great. on on that one. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was pretty clear that I didn't really love it, um, but for some reason, it's been sort of gnawing away at me, mm. like um, I you know, um, like like a guilty conscience. I don't, I don't know. It's just been sort of like <laughs> at the back of my head. Like going, mm-hmm, maybe you should buy this. Maybe you should buy this. <laughs> one day, I, I, one day, you're just going to come out like I'm coming out with like a tuberose, <laughs> fucking pink pepper fragrance on, just like yeah. I want the world to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's all happening. It's all happening. Um, 
Yeah, no, I don't know what it is about it. I, I didn't even like it that much, and yet there's something just kind of like needling away at me about it. That I, it's not about the epic, but I have that feeling about melt my heart, and ever since not being particularly <laughs> nice about it, I, the muscle memory of it in my head is. Ooh, 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 you should, you should get it, you should get it, you should get it. And so, yeah, I've just... Do it, do, do it, it, do it. it. Yes, yeah, so I've just bought 15 <laughs> mil. Um, but, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is brilliant, this is brilliant. What we should do is we should all get together, we should say something's shit, and then about three weeks later go and buy it. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, it wasn't that shit, was it? Oh, it was snagging. <laughs> but, but I know that feeling of thinking thinking something that's really good, understanding that it's beautifully made structurally brilliant but there's still something that doesn't quite meld with you but at the same time that scratch at the back of your head that limbic area of your brain going it's, mm. it was good it was good you do need well, it in your collection uh, I, yeah, exactly what you've just said there in your collection so i don't want to foreshadow too much because obviously we're talking about that later but that's a very crucial thing to it you need things in your collection that take you out of your comfort zone uh, mm. And I won't say any more on that, but that's you know okay. that's an important part of your collection, I think. Yeah, interesting. That uh, is genuinely interesting. We're gonna we're definitely gonna come back on that in part two. Cool. Um, okay. What's your second one, James? Next one is Le du Desimarocan <gasps> by uh, Andy Tower. Uh, I rarely wear this, but whenever I do, I'm just like he he started a whole like thing as a as a you know self-trained perfumer he started that kind of accord whatever you want to call it uh, and in actual fact not many um like you know uh, not many things have really like copied it uh, as such um because it's so distinctive um I, there are a couple of fragrances that i'm just like and even recent ones that i've been like you know and they're from trained you know proper perfumers whatever you want to say and I'm kind of like, this is just a, like a bit of a shit version of that. And he, he obviously hit on that. And some people say it was like, you know, he, he kind of peaked early or whatever with his like, uh, I've, I've heard someone say that somewhere. Um, but I think he's still, yeah, he's just an excellent perfumer. Did you see him uh, dancing? I think that was last week, wasn't uh, it? On Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, yeah, yeah. He was having a little dance. And, uh, you know, me being my little self, I was like, oh, surely you should be wearing vetiver dance. And he was like, no, that's discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was like, all right, OK. Uh, all right, fucking where, hell, Andy. Where's <laughs> Chill out, mate. Where's your sense of humour, Andy? <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I, 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 um, I no longer own that perfume, Le du Desert. Um, I feel like uh, I probably should. I may have to uh, go on the hunt again. Uh, it won't sorry, be a very long hunt because it seems to be sold and like passed along on every group every day of the last ten yeah. years. Uh, yeah, it's like um, you know, like uh, there's there's always a radio station somewhere playing a Justin Bieber song. Mm. Well, yeah. there, there's there's always someone punting a bottle of LDDM on Facebook. It's just you know a couple of the facts of life. Um, cool. Uh, do you have what do we what what sorry, what do we think about um Lone Star Memories? Do you know that one? I love that yeah, I like so that one. much. <clears throat> Just um, it's great, isn't it? I don't know, so I can't contribute, but I feel like isn't this the one where you 
previously said something about it kind of um, I think I said that um, amber absolute smells like a man who drives fast cars and Lone Star Memories smells like a man who rides fast horses and I prefer the latter Mm, very good (laughs) what do you what do you what do you think of it James I love it. Uh, I don't own it, um, but it's one of those that I like put on some kind of like wish list like years ago and then have never. Like, I think I've revisited samples a couple of times and gone, yeah, I should still get that. And then it's kind of gone to the back of the queue. It's on like, my wish list as well. So what we should do is we should buy a partial together and split it or something like that or buy a whole one and split it. Because I'm never going to oh, well, smell it. I'm never going to use a whole bottle, but I'll happily split it with you. Uh, that's you can have the bottle even like oh yeah really? yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'd want the bottle yeah of course um, yeah I kind of don't like I'm not mm. as kind of sociable with my sort of purchase that's lovely Fliss and I will I probably may do that because I should really do that it's more sensible but I'm kind of like I don't I don't like you We've know all this had like Jack James is sloppy second <laughs> yeah <laughs> all that shit yeah I'm kind of a bit and it's stupid I know we're foreshadowing like, again but I genuinely don't mind taking decant I revel with yeah, sloppy, sloppy seconds, seconds. it oh, really yeah. doesn't bother me as long as I, I have the juice uh, I don't care hang on yeah let's do part two <laughs> in part two yeah, true that's another that's yeah. another aspect to the collecting isn't it mm. anyway thank th- yes okay Fliss I, I think just to own that perfume you should do it uh, what's number three on your list James um Mathieu Gantier fucking whatever that one gloves Mathieu uh, perfume yeah I don't know, whatever Perfume and gloves. Perfume and gloves, dudes. Perfume and gloves, that's it. Um, And it's called Santal Nobile, uh, and it's a sort of very unassuming perfume that you go, all right, okay, this is not... It's a bit old-fashioned. It's a bit kind of of a kind of boring sandalwood sort of thing to begin with. And then all of a sudden... It transforms. It's got hidden depths. It's it's exactly like their kind of perfumes. That some of them seem a bit stuffy and a bit French and a bit old hat and a bit like oh you know cool or whatever. And then all of a sudden you actually wear them and go, these are actually a lot better. You could you could dismiss them early uh, and think that they were just complete shite, but they do have like total like hidden depths. But also they're a bit they're a bit kind of like. Uh, a bit sort of knockabout, not not cheap and cheerful because they're you know they're yeah, an expensive sort of niche brand, uh, and they have like good heritage and stuff. But there's just something like I don't know, sort of knockabouty about them that I like. A bit like Lartisan mm. or you know that sort of like thing. They're kind of like they're for the real heads. Do you know what I mean? They're like the real heads. Uh, the real heads, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, uh, and then it kind of you get this sort of dry like. Uh, almost like potpourri, but like really like decayed uh, rose uh, petals after a while. And I'm like, where's that come from? Do you know what I mean? And then it's this kind of, yeah, sort of creamy sandalwood business. Really good, really good perfume. That guy, I mean, that um, Laporte, I think he was called, uh, just a really visionary kind of person. And they've got loads in that collection and they're all really good. So uh, good for them. Then I wore a Floris uh, German Street, mm. which, uh, yeah, is a kind of, again, difficult to sort of describe. 
uh, has a, 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 a fun... Again, that sort of like knockabout sort of thing about it. I know they're a, oh, they're a crested brand that like the Queen apparently wears and shit like that. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Queen, Queen's brown like, bread now, isn't she? So she ain't well, wearing yeah. nothing. No, that's true. Um, but you know what I mean? They've got that sort of like royal kind of bullshit. Um, and uh, like German Street is where they like, it's like where they sell shirts and yeah it's a bit like bond street but like shirt shirt manufacturers yeah more for like fellas in it it is very much bespoke tailors down german street yeah i i would have thought based on the name and uh uh, you know the brand and the fragrance name that that would be a pretty polite dapper men's cologne i was going to say something very a very very nice fougere uh, not really fougere, yeah, more of a cologne-type mm. uh, perfume. But, yeah, just really good, like, nicely sort of faceted, but also has this kind of, like I say, a sort of... I, unfortunately, associate, uh, like, dihydromersonol and, like, things like that with, like, a bit cheap and cheerful. But it's classy enough. That there's other elements to it that sort of push it through. It's not, like, necessarily what you might think. Uh, but like florists are just a really good brand aren't they like they do really good stuff i was going to ask actually <laughs> um, what you thought of florists because to me they've they're like there's something that you can buy in boots but they're not behind the perfume counter they're they're often i don't know if they're still sold in boots but they used to be like no i don't think they are sold like in around boots, the no. corner from the toothpaste kind of thing right <laughs> you know it was it, i don't know but at the same time Apparently, they're, they're having a resurgence. I've noticed on the, some of the groups that some of the, some people are asking more about florists or wearing florists more. German Street was someone was talking about the other day. Um, right. So I don't. I don't really. I've always dismissed them, and I can remember like buying their lavender like years ago and going, eh, "It's all right," but nothing mm, like yeah. amazing. What? It, they what feel, it, but they, well, they always felt to me a little bit like sort of countryside gift yeah. shop, like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you can even buy them in countryside gift shops, but they just—that's just the vibe yeah. I get from yeah. them. Yeah, you know? along with like a, a barber key ring or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and a nice, nice tweedy rug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've tried a couple of them, um, and uh, my sort of abiding memory was that they were a bit unremarkable. One of them was a bit like uh, Black Afghano, which I particularly disliked. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's a modern one of theirs. That's that's not the, what they usually kind yeah. of um, uh, One One of them has... It, it was like a number, like, I don't know, maybe it's like 67, 68 or something oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, maybe it was that one, actually. Oh, fuck, I can't even remember. None of them, other than the one smelling a bit like Black Afghano, stuck in my head enough to make me think, yeah, I really... I need to find out more about these perfumes. There was some vibe to it of like early two thousands, uh, musky, fresh, uh, again sandalwood sort of perfume. So it has that kind of base to it. It's a bit like um, uh, Gucci Envy at, at moments of Gucci Envy, uh, and uh, another perfume that actually is a florist that smells like Gucci Envy, which I do own, uh, which is called. The green, uh, the, the green one, me. the green one with the yeah, big the green black. one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 a bit like that, a bit like that, but uh, only sort of in the dry down because the top is like fresh and sort of like say lavender bergamot sort of 
mm. pleasantries, and then it goes, oh, right, okay, it's this sort of, like, vibe. Fet good perfume, do you know what I mean? No, you know, I, I thought it was I thought it was decent. Um, the next day, I wore Frank L.A., Frank Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Frank Los Angeles. Uh, I've never yeah. heard of this. Frank Los Angeles. So I was kind of digging in, like, old samples with this, like, German street and, you know, the glove one and this and stuff so uh trying to sort of you know generate a bit of interest in my uh full 14 which is only six um so yeah basically uh frank la is a bit of a mystery actually because if you go on fragrantica which i did um and look at it you kind of go which fucking one is it right because there's three they were all released the third one was apparently released first they're just called one two and three and i'm like these were these were not the ones that i tried i'm sure it was a different one so i thought obviously it's probably going to be number one it's not number one because either they've redone them i don't know but when i was wearing it writing the review thinking about it i was like okay this smells like uh four seven eleven it's a kind of uh you know pettigrain citrus um and white floral neroli cologne eau de cologne type fragrance boring boring you go oh okay you know this is supposed to be frank los angeles i'm assuming it's some trendy brand i don't know what they're about uh, do they do clothes i've no idea but anyway um how is so the I, perfume I, I've, that's exactly what i just said so it's sort of like this sort of eau de cologne type uh this thing. is the frank but, one yeah, sorry, the Frank one. Um, but then after that, I kind of went, I was ready to write, this is like 4711, but shit and doesn't last as long, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but then I was like, no way, actually. Okay, so it has this kind of first thing of um, like this sort of Neroli cologne citrus thing. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hmm, this smells like, it's like a Bertrand Dachafour type fragrance uh it smells a bit like vagabond prince and again it kind of surprised me because i was like wasn't this just going to be a really light edc that just fucking disappears no it isn't it's going to be this weird like uh like say it's got that sort of cassis like but very like modern and then there's kind of like aroma chemically stuff underneath and it was quite relentless after a while and i was like wow and then it all flip back and you get a bit of the neroli and the thing again i was like wow this is actually actually quite clever sounds alright so by the end yeah so by the end of it i was kind of like hmm bit like enchanted forest by mm-hmm. um vagabond. vagabond prince which i've said like a few times recently there's been a couple of fragrances that odin one and a couple of others that i'm like hmm anyway interestingly enough looking at all three of the franks that are on fragrantica they're all made by Bertrand Dachafour. Oh. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. The douche. But, none of, but yeah, exactly. But none of them actually resemble the one that I'm on about. And the fact that none of them <laughs> even mention Neroli or any of that stuff, I'm like, that can't be those perfumes. It, so there must be, maybe they had another Frank L.A. that like was, because these samples are old as shit. Is, like, it, is it possible the really sample old. is mislabeled? Nah, uh, nah. I, yeah, I mean, I've got millions of samples, but most of them are don't know what the fuck they are <laughs> like like they've got the 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 writings warped or whatever it's well put it this impossible. way un- i used to always buy and this is crazy but i used to always do it i used to always buy samples in duplicate so i always had one that i probably originally wore at the time when it came out and then i just had loads that i kept in an archive just 
dumped away mm. for to wear another time. And this is this is one of those. And I do actually remember it the first time. And this was kind of what it was like. I do remember the sort of, as soon as I put it on, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this is a kind of boring cologne thing. I didn't remember the rest of the stuff. And the fact that it smells really signature like a Bertrand Dasher 4, I'm like, it, it's got to be, it's got to be right. I know what you oh. mean. They, yes, it could be a mislabeled sample, but I don't think this one was particularly. But yeah, it's weird. Maybe some of those ones that are on, maybe it is one of those ones that's on uh, Fragrantica, but I'm just, I don't know. That's That was my interpretation of it anyway. Cool. So, uh, yeah, pretty interesting from being like, no, this is boring to actually this is quite interesting. Mm. Um, I still don't want it. And, you know. Didn't, didn't it. like it that much. You know. No, no. Then yesterday, uh, what was I saying about, uh, you know, when you're doing kind of like physical sort of stuff and you don't, I, I, I just sometimes, like, more that I forget. You um, had I just a didn't... non-perfume day, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. And I, I'm not even going to dress it up as like, oh, it's a, you know, tolerance break or anything like that. I'm just going to be like, no, I forgot. And I was so busy that I just didn't even fucking... I've been redecorating um, Elliot's room. Mm. Like, do this, like, mural on the fucking wall with, like, wallpaper. I I fucking hate wallpapering. Mm. It's so, like, you know, you get all that spooge, all that fucking jizz stuff, and it gets everywhere. (laughs) Well, (laughs) spooge. Well, me and my mate mate came round and helped me shout out to Wes for, like, helping me. That sounds yeah. like a lot more fun than the last time I did paper yeah. paper in. <laughs> well, we were we, the whole joke was all day. We were listening to I was um, putting up some wallpaper, and the next thing I was jizz everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we were listening to this 1930s sort of music, and we were going, "It's uh, old, old-fashioned spooge time." <laughs> <laughs> and the spooge was a big joke all day, and yeah. you know we were getting covered in spooge, and you know, lovely, you know, it's like two two, you know, oh, yes. Men, yes. you know, in a room together. <laughs> Men. So anyway, <laughs> very, 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 very loose. Loose. Yeah. yeah definition. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. So anyway, then, um, then I wore uh, today. I'm wearing Van Cleef and Arpels Midnight in Paris. Mm. Uh, this mm. pretty little bottle so here. Pretty. Nice. Um, um, there's an EDP the... and an EDT, isn't there? Of that one. Oh, I think. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what this one is. I I've don't, got a f- I've got I don't a really know the difference. It, so this is the EDT. And and I... Is my recollection right that that's somewhere in a similar sort of space to, like, the Dior Homme uh, type stuff? Kind of. A little bit, maybe. Hmm. Um, it's more of, a like, a very light, tonka, musky, tonka, sort of creamy, uh, powdery kind of thing with a slight little like rubberiness of patchouli maybe or something like that but it's lo- it's lovely there's something it's about it that always patchouli. makes me feel remind me slightly of Armani code I don't know what there's a note in there somewhere okay a, I think it's the slightly rubbery powderiness of it I think yeah, yeah. I mean Armani code's got a lovely like uh powdery base yeah. I quite like Armani mm. code I think it's a good perfume um it's less uh it's got less sort of freshness than yeah. that it's a bit more uh I'm I'm a bit more opulent I'm a bit more kind of uh, vanillic in the loose terms because it's not very vanillary it's more tonka but it's tonka has that quality as well um it's lo- just yeah a lovely perfume and I felt it's quite comforting sort of musky and I felt you know I need a bit of that today um and yeah so I wore that so 
Cool. Bit of a short 14. Very uh, short. Well, there was only six. Was six yeah. 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 So, not a 14 at all. Not a 14 at all. So. Well, I, I'm, I'll tell you what, I am interested, uh, Ben, as to whether you can actually beat six, because this will, you know, if you can beat six, that will be uh, a, a world first, a Les Odrens exclusive. I mean, I could, but it's not stuff that I'd want to talk about. So I've got four Why? that I wore that I thought was interesting well, enough to chat about, and the others are just stuff that I wear. Well, you can name the check others the anyway. others. Well, I mean, I wear all sorts of shit then, don't I? Like, I tell, so okay, so the, the big one that I wore this time that uh, I probably wasn't going to talk about because I think I've spoke about it before was uh, Cinque Canto um, Mandragola. Which I believe I sent something mm. to you down a long time ago, and it's a lovely yeah, rose, but very time, like yeah. spicy and weird. And I sort of wore that because, and it does knock on to the other two of the fragrances that I bought had wormwood in them, and were this kind of like absinthe kind of vibe. So I wore that because I thought that would like get me in the mood for it whilst I was waiting for the mail to come because that one has a lot of like dark green uh, herbal elements and a lot of like weird mm. sort of absinthe wormwoody kind of vibes to it, and it's based on like a poisoner. And it is this like Victorian dark green liquid in in my mind anyway, um, and that's kind of the vibe that these other yeah. ones that were coming. So yeah, I wore that. So that was one. Is that actually what the brand say it's based on, or is yeah. That just, yeah, yeah, yeah? No, it's based on a, um, a um, Italian poisoner from like um, the, the mid, mid, mid. There's a there's period. a range um, of like uh, so so Cinque Canto is um, or V Canto Cinque Canto is uh, a Terenzi brand you see them in the little velvety bottles oh yeah, yeah. um and um there's a lot of them i mean as with all terenzi brands just the the sheer fucking volume is is staggering uh but there are i think like a trio in in a deep red of which mandragolo was one of them and they're all based on poisons or poisoners or something um but i mean yeah. you know to be honest there's that many Terenzi brands. Some of them are based on poisoners. Some of them are probably based on, like, you know, the, the Argentinian, like, women's football team. There's just that many. They're, they're, yeah, there's probably not a great example, but it's there's... there's I don't think it makes... I don't think it quite matches up to the kind of cool um, sort of... Rom, not, not romantic, but the... the, the I feel like they, they put a lot of effort into the the, the concept, but the, the perfume just doesn't really smell quite like you'd expect. But it but it's a fucking oh, good there's perfume. There's 35. I mean, uh, so they they started in 2015, and there's, they've released 35 fragrances since 2015, mm. which is a do you lot. Think, do you feel like they're a bit empty though? Like they're they're kind of spooging out. Um, <laughs> concepts like a, a, a mad ray. Well, well, do you not think? I mean, if I was being cynical. And it's not really like me to be cynical. But if I were, I would say that they've got one side of the house is busy writing briefs and another side of the house <laughs> is busy just knocking up things that smell okay and someone somewhere is going, yeah, probably stick that with that one and this with that one. I, I You know, I, I don't believe yeah. for a minute that they started out Mandragolo with the brief of, you know, this historical... Uh, you know, 18th century Italian poisoner, um, you know, and let's do a perfume based around that. They just went, oh, what would be a cool fucking thing? That's a cool thing. And, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, this perfume smells all right. Let's whack those two together. Did you, 
Did you like read up on the? Because obviously, is it worth doing a dark histories about this perfumer, or did you read up on this? Perf- did, sorry, not perfumer. Did, did, this poisoner, uh, even. Yeah, so um, I did. I've I've did, I've read up a little bit about because that, that that she's basically part of that whole sort of. Uh, I suppose in a way it was sort of feminist kind of thing of uh, killing your husbands when they were cunts, basically. Uh, um, okay. And uh, it was quite common in that period of like um, in like uh, Spain and Italy. Um, there were like sort of quite a few like uh, they called them like female poisons, but really they were like merchants basically like selling on poisons to uh, housewives who were sort of felt downtrodden. Just because you but, couldn't get divorced, so in that, who maybe in that wanted time. to. And if you were yeah, beaten, um, or, and the, but there was a know, whole host of reasons. of reasons to to want to get out, and the only way to Off get out was yeah. to. Yeah, so she felt falls in. So there was this Madrigola. She falls into mm. that kind of trap of one of those lot. Um, but it's a good perfume. I'll tell you what, it's fucking good perfume. And uh, as much as I don't, I don't know about Terenzi, I don't know about Cinque Canto, whatever, but I've smelled two of them, Mirabile being the other one, mm. and Madrigola, and I just thought they're both fucking mm. really Mir- Mir- Mirabile <laughs> so. is, is um, one of my favourite vanillas, um, and it's, um, it's got this, um, uh, like, really weird milk and um, bourbon sort of accord mm. and and the way i describe it is smelling a, a lot like a bourbon milkshake um bourbon is it bourbon or bourbon how do bourbon. you i, say I don't bourbon. know bourbon you do say bourbon yeah bourbon bourbon's, bourbon's the, the biscuit, biscuit. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ex- <laughs> excellent right well uh yeah so uh, anyone tuning in to find out the uh, clarification <laughs> between whether it's a uh whiskey or a biscuit. <laughs> you're in, you're in right place, lads. Um, so um, yeah, it, it's it's got this uh, bourbon uh, milkshake vibe to it. It's really really good. Um, but I, I don't know. I, like I I find a lot of the Terenzi stuff. It, it's it's hit or miss kind of thing. It's not. It's certainly not um, a brand where it's all all killer no filler. Uh, they, they, you know, there's there's a few bits of killer, so that's cool, good enough. But they generate a lot of perfumes, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, and I just mm. checked, there are five in that uh, red collection. It's called. Um, anywho, anywho. Mm. So yeah, to to fill up my seven, the other two that I bought, right? Uh, so before I reached the actual meat of my what I wore this week, the other two that I bought this week were from Chris from the group, and they were Ganache Parfum. Uh, affairs. Oh, yes. I got Mama Joe, which will again maybe a bit of foreshadowing. I bought simply to complete a collection, uh, and it's hideous, as you might imagine. It's like over syrupy, sugary coffee thing. I quite like it. I, I you know, as a like room spray, it works, but as a perfume, it's <laughs> it's something else. You're the else. only person um, I know who says it's hideous, and then follows it up quickly with, "I quite like it." Oh, you wait. <laughs> because this week I tried something special. So those two gut ganaches, I bought that one, and which was Mama Joe and Lush Life. I got them super cheap. I was like, yeah, why not? They're both, as you'd imagine, anything from ganache, which is like hyper sweet, super over the top, um, almost unwearable, but in a good way, mm. in a way. It's like they're almost unwearable, but because they're just so sweet. But they are good fun as well. They put a smile on your face. I quite like wearing them like, when I go to bed or things like that and it's just like mm, I smell like an ice cream in bed I'm going to go to sleep now um, <laughs> so you know it's, it's you know it's the stuff like that it's great fun look how happy he is with himself I smell like <laughs> he really does look he's grilling from ear to ear 
<laughs> you know when you're speaking and your mate, your brain is saying like, no, stop now, and your mouth's going, nah, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going. Um, so yeah, those three are the ones that I wasn't expecting to talk about. But so the four that are gonna make up my seven. Though, wow, tell you what, actually two I think everyone would really like. Um, were a brand that I never heard of called Le Coquette Le Coquette de Paris, Le Coquette, uh, which is. Like the courtesans of yeah. Paris, and they've got three perfumes, and all three of them are based on courtesans from the La Belle Époque era in France, and they are basically like they, they like they are on point for that um, that sort of uh, brief. They smell very much. There's a lot of patchouli yeah. in both of them. I only smelt two of the three, but there's a lot of patchouli, and they smell very much like you know you get those sort of like legacy perfumes, yeah. um, you know, sort of perfumes that, like from brands that are like hundreds of years. They smell like that. Um, they smell definitely dated and classical, um, but in quite a good way. And they're very interesting as well. So the first one that I'm wearing today, actually, is called La Castiglione. And that one, if you like sort of um, amber patchoulis, it's quite, it, 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 then it's worth checking out because it's interesting in that it's got this weird green muggy bit in the middle that sounds probably not very nice saying it like a muggy bit, but... It's the only way I can really describe it in that it's a very, like, dense, thick, dark herbal greenery in, in the middle of it. It's a bit too green for my liking, to be honest. But I think if you're into patchouli, mm. you'd probably find a lot to like in this um, because it's not at all shy um, about being, like, that sort of wet, dank patchouli vibe. Um, so if you like dark patchoulis, I think La Castiglione would probably be quite worth looking into. Is it is it about the um, sorry? Uh, is it about the Italian architect Archile Castiglione? Uh, no, it's about um, get you. It, they're all about. Um, I've got prostitutes. Google. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're, as far as I'm aware, they're all about um, like high class courtesans that really existed in La Bella Pocca. So is, is courtesan uh, uh, is courtesan like a fancy word for hooker? Pro- well, probably, yeah. slightly um, more than ooh. that, though, because it was also about entertainment and and a lot of courtesans mm. were very well versed in a lot of art and literature. Juggling. And th- telling, they, had, they were jokes. multi-skilled. It wasn't just simply, you know... She's juggling with them. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly yeah. on, the next one I tried was La Bella Tero, right? And this one, I think, was really nice. Again, very classical. Is smelling. this also another courtesan? Yeah, so it's another Le Coquette de Paris. But this was the one that I was making. Where, where did you get these? So I got them from Shy Mimosa. Okay. And they're bloody good priced uh, perfumes, yeah. which is, I would say, the thing that lets them down in a way. They are limited by, like, they've obviously, like, limited by their, the price point they were going for because they're quite reasonable. They're, like, 90 quid for, like, I think, I can't know if it's 50 or 100 mil, but either way, that's not bad. No. And, um, I feel like, but I do feel like that also limits them because they don't wow you in any way. But they're just nice, and they smell. If you like classical mm. perfume and you like patchouli, I think they're worth a crack. La Bella Tero, really interesting fig and violet. Ooh. Um, Ooh. And the fig is not over the top, and it's not sort of like too milky or disgusting. It's very like fresh and and in there. And the violet is really nice, and then it doesn't go too hyper sweet or powdery. And there's obviously an iris in there as well, but the iris takes a bit of a backseat. And again, it's sort of the amber and the patchouli are very much the core of the perfume, but they just kind of feel like, sort of, uh, like almost like 
fancied up a little bit with this sort of just nice sort of fresh watery fig mm. and a sort of quite soft violet and i think that's quite interesting um and again they have like weird sort of green sort of spicy bit in the middle as well um well i think i, I honestly think actually every one of us i i, I think f- i could probably say f- all, all three of you guys would probably enjoy these to some mm. extent don't know how much but i think they're worth a shot oh, I, i'll pass I, them along yeah um, i think i'd be super interested in that i, I i'm I, I've found over the last week or two, even though the, the weather's about to turn atrocious, I've sort of been thinking about, oh, we're getting a bit closer to spring now. The days are sort of starting to stretch out. And uh, and, and and I keep thinking, I really need a load of fig perfumes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody else, everybody else in, in the sort of, you know, normal world probably goes, oh, yeah, the days are starting to stretch out. I'm looking forward to doing this or seeing that or whatever. Me? <laughs> yeah, I need fig, figs. Get me figs. Just, uh, I had exactly that thought this morning. I actually put aside a load of figs that Lena Hope sent me, like, at the back end of last year, and I was like, I'm going to save these for spring. I'm going to test them <laughs> in spring. And I'm, I was literally sitting in my, in, my, in, in my bathroom today just going, can I test the figs yet? Can I test the figs yet? Surely it must be spring. <laughs> We're sad, aren't we? Yeah. I think with the Labella Terro, it's not a very forefront mm. fig perfume. I think they balance all of the other elements of the perfume quite well. So the patchouli for me is still the core, but then all the other elements are balanced quite well because there is some white florals in there, some sandalwood, some sort of weird spice and stuff, but it's all on a level, if you know what I mean. Nothing really stands out as like the, the main sort of thing. So as a fig perfume goes, it is quite backseat, but it's nice and it's quite yeah it's 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 an interesting perfume and again i i i what i found like i really liked about it most actually was that they gave me vibes of like classic perfumery mm. and they felt like i say almost like legacy perfumes but they they're in a cool way they felt really like genuinely like museum pieces which i i don't know there's there was something about it that just mm. say made me feel like very like yeah like museum-y and and i like that about it a lot um and I say, like, I think for the price, they're worth a shot. So I'll pass them along to you guys. Because I say, I think you'll probably... They're quite easy to like, I think. Um, there's nothing, you know, out there. Um, so, yeah, moving on from those two. Mm. I'll tell you one that I hated. B683 by Marc Antoine Barois. Barois. Uh, Barois of, like, Ganymede fame, isn't mm. it? Uh, yeah, they're all... They're B683, all, They're though. all beaches. So the uh, 683, yeah, it was a beach, yeah. Encelade... A Ganymede, they're all beaches, and they're all basically riffs on the same thing, right? I didn't think much of B683 at all. I felt it was really boring. It, again, it was patchouli, sort of amber, with a lot of spice, but I just, I've smelt similar that's done better, if you know what I mean. Like, a few of the things it sort of reminded me of was um, uh, the, the Bodicea one, um, the King, that one that was sort of... That's quite plummy. A little bit. The Bodicea, the King, yeah, so is it, sort of in it, the same vein as uh, Plum Japonaise. Oh, OK. Uh, well, it was more like the amber and the spices that sort of hmm. reminded me of this one. And and I just... I just but I just thought that the, 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 the Bodicea was, say, like... It's got the same similar core, but more interesting with things like the plum and all the rest of it. The mark... the this one, the piece three. <laughs> the I mark, just thought it was the mark, quite... the, this one. I, I, I'm not going to. I'm just. I'm not going to keep trying that. Um, yeah, the B six eight three. I just thought it was very boring, and um, I didn't really feel like it did much, and I didn't really feel like it had much to go on. But having said that, 
a couple of people did that, I, that they picked it up off my coffee table and smelt it and sprayed it on themselves and said that they really liked it. So what I, I, do I, know? I think, um, and I've tried quite a few of them now. I think B six eight three Ganymede Boise Imperial they they're all they're all sort of nice, but they're they're mm. all quite one dimensional. I I, yeah. I I thought like none of them really sort of go anywhere. They sort of start and then they continue, and in the case of Boise Imperial, it just goes on for like eternity in a straight line, <laughs> but. You know, they don't really develop or anything. I don't know whether anyone else has had a similar experience. I think experience. that sums up my feelings for B683, actually, was that I, I just... Like, when I sprayed it, I wasn't wowed, and then I just spent the rest of the day going, oh, I wish I could have watched. I'm not wowed. Mm. Yeah, because I'm absolutely not wowed by this. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel quite the opposite about them being sort of... Mm. What did you say, Dan? I said like, one-dimensional. One-dimensional, yeah. I kind of... I think they're quite uh, quite complex, but I can kind of see why you, you'd, you'd think that. They don't have a sort of... Uh, I don't think they have, like, a traditional sort of perfume kind of, kind of beats in them. He, he's definitely exploring this kind of, like, really spangly... Uh, I always say modern. I don't know what I mean by that. But, like, well, modern incense kind of vibe to, to all of these, and they're kind of... Um, I, I like I say that Boire Imperial, which every, loads of people have said, oh, it's really good that you like recommended that and said that. And I actually tried it again. I was like, I couldn't wear this. It's fucking too much. Like, I don't really don't like it. Hate, well, didn't hate it, but I was just kind of like, this is very eh, 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 like uh, tinny and sort of like like a fucking knit needle in the ear kind of Yeah, like you you described vibe. it as high-pitched and I thought yeah, that was a really excellent description because it, it sort of conveys exactly that, that sort of convergence of noise uh, uh, and, and scent that, that you sort of yeah, get from it. I mean, they're all a bit high, they're all a bit high-pitched and the whole thing is, I think in that sort of family... I think that one in particular, um, and albeit it's the kind of cheapest and you could, you know, if you want to buy into that vibe, then that is probably the best route into it. But I think the the Barwa ones are a little bit more refined than that and slightly less annoying, but still pretty annoying. And Like, I love them. Don't get me wrong. I wore both of them. I remember vividly because it was around 2020 and it was sort of like pandemic time and stuff. And I remember wearing both of them being like, wow, like, these are amazing, but then gets to a certain time of the day. And, yes, they don't change much uh, in the in the way that I mentioned, like, the other perfumes that I've worn in my thing this week do change quite a lot. So I, I get the linear description, actually, but I think there's just so much in the kind of opening that I... I it's, it's difficult to describe them that way, but I know what you mean. But yeah. anyway, irrespective of that, I don't really remember the B one. I remember the other one because Barwa's only done two perfumes, right? But he's three. done different concentrations. Three. Oh, there's three. Mm. There's What's Gan the other one? Ensalade. Mm. Oh yeah, I've not tried that one. Uh, and so, so uh, I think they're all sort of uh, on on a spectrum uh, of kind of metallicy appleness through to kind of slightly less metallicy appleness, and and Ensalade's <laughs> yeah. on the sort of low low metal low apple sort it's, of it's, end of the spectrum it has a huge rhubarb note ensalade 
Well, apparently, but I, maybe it's because I've been feeling like a fucking absolute bag of dicks all week. But um, I, I didn't. Doesn't it's, it's, Encelade it's, mean rhubarb? Probably does. Probably does. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry, you've been feeling like a bag of dicks. Go on. <laughs> I have, and uh, but I don't mean like I, oh, I quite fancy a bag of dicks. I, I mean, I actually have f- like felt like a bag of dicks <laughs> not yeah no yeah. i'm digging a big hole now no, oh i'm partial to a <laughs> yeah, bag yeah, of dicks. yeah yeah my my general sense of well-being was very poor uh i had some <laughs> uh, some fucking awful cold all week but i did try encelade again and it wasn't very rhubarby for me it's you know it's a perfectly solid perfume i thought um but it it, it didn't it certainly didn't uh, uh blow my skirt up um so uh, I'm conscious we've been yammering around uh, the bar was. Uh, B683, was that the last of your seven or was there more? I've got one more. No. This one is a treat. Okay, let's go. Right. So this was, right, Hora de la Verdad Sombra by Senyoko, right? What? Now, I'll introduce it just by reading out the note listing, the official note listing, because I think this will give you an idea of what we're in for. Oh, <laughs> God. Right? Top notes of blood, saffron, white pepper and thyme. Middle notes of rose, jasmine and narcissus. And then base notes, wait for it, of hyrax, leather, castorium, civet, birch tar, oud, cedar, musk, oak moss and labdanum. Fuck me, right? Wow. <laughs> that, sorry, no, no notes of spooge, though. No. No, no spooge. Um, <laughs> interestingly, I found so. Th- so that's the note listing right now. I-, I found the most challenging part of this perfume, and it was <laughs> challenging. Um, was the white pepper? I found the white pepper really difficult to live with. Um, and at- on two occasions, I had a little rush. Oh, you um, had one. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, and 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 but it was absolutely fucking magical. Right? <laughs> it was. So Pe- good. Pepper and blood. Magical wretches. It, it sounds like you've been wearing a black pudding. Oh, my Christ. It smells just unbelievable. When you spray it, it's hideous, right? It's really shocking. It, it, it's, it's so animalic. It's unreal. And and, and and I don't know if it's got, me in it, got it in it, and I would doubt it, but it's a very good approximation of castorium because natural castorium is very greasy and fatty, mm. and it has this, like... Very, I don't know, like a kind of like a ham at Christmas, like that's been left out all day and you know gone a bit, and the, the jelly grease. and oh, I it, know the grease. Yeah, it's it's got that element to it, and 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 this definitely has it in this perfume, which makes me think that it's got natural castorium, but that's not used that often, so maybe it's just a really good approximation. But but either way, it's got the very like natural greasy element to it, and um, and it's just foul. Um, and then it. But at the same time, it's got the... It, oh, it's just fucking magic, right? It smells like rawest leather you've ever smelt with, like, that's just been rubbed in, like, engine oil and coal and tar and smoke, and it's just violent as all shit, right? And then you've got this, like, castorium and the civet is in there as well, um, and it, it's, it's just really on the nose and forward, uh, but it's just, like, pure fucking raunch in a bottle like <laughs> there's there are perfumes right that are pretty and and you would say oh that's sexy right yeah. like dior home or something like that right fuck that this is like sexy on a level that we've forgotten about like we've evolved past this right this is like <laughs> you know how we've got like fight 
You know how we've still got like fight or flight mm-hmm. in yeah. us, right? Like, and this is like some fucking weird caveman thing that we've should have got rid of years ago, but we've still got it. The, the, what this conjures in you when you smell it is the same as that. It just this fucking raw raunch that's inside you that goes, fuck me, I'll, I just, this is just, I just, ah, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm such a man or something. It's just it's terrifying, but it's fucking amazing so, and it's really good. Um, so, on no so it's a bit like, level. a bit like Sauvage then is what you're saying. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On, on, basically it's like Sauvage in the fact that it should never be worn in public. Uh, um, nice, yeah, no, that's But yeah, fair. no, I mean, it should literally, it's completely unwearable for the first two hours. So the first <laughs> two hour, hours, wow. Yeah. Well, the first hour, it made me feel sick and, and, and it was really rough. But after about an hour, then I started feeling like, no, this is really good now. But that's where it was but, still completely unwearable. You've got a very high tolerance for oh, funky yeah, perfume. Is, and if you're saying unwearable else. for two hours, I'm, I'm going to sort of... I mean, I feel like I feel like in the name of kind of investigative research, I should probably try oh, yeah. it. But it sounds fucking horrible, mate. I'm intrigued. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Like that's that's to sum it up. That's that's it. Like it's fucking horrible. But in the name of just science, it's worth trying just because it's it's <laughs> Put just on a magic. white lab it, it coat does... and like you know, get my clipboard yeah. out. Yes, it's just majestic. Like from like an artistic perspective and like from the the feelings that it conjures up is just. Fantastic. What's it called again, Ben? Because I need to write this down. So it's called Horror de la Verdad Sombra by Senyoko. Senyoko. And well, Shy Mimosa yeah. sent me a sample that was very generous. So I will send it on to you guys because it was eight quid for this little sample. So I'll I'll split it up and send it on next time we send stuff. Because you'll never need like this much of this perfume. Like, <laughs> one spray is like enough for life. Um Jesus. It, yeah, it's it's a it's really good. I, I have to say that it is really excellent. But fuck me, it's vile. Oh like it's, my god! It's it's by far one of the worst. I would say, like it's a step down from Sombra by um, Prin. So it, it does take a step back from that. It's wearable because at the end of the day, at its core, it's just a beautiful leather fragrance that's really mm. raw and like. I so say after a couple of hours, in fact, it does turn into quite a close wearing leather fragrance that just smells like diesel and leather and it's you know quite polite in a way because it's quite close sitting and it just smells like a kind of animalic sort of dirty leather but those first two hours is yeah i'm excited to try yeah (laughs) i i I, i'm sort of not excited to try i feel like i feel like it's my kind of like um i guess my moral duty to try it but (laughs) <laughs> um not looking forward to it and uh fliss i i'm gonna bet i'm gonna bet fliss that you find this overwhelmingly awful and so do i and yeah. and it's completely unwearable <laughs> james james might be able to fucking just about put up with it i reckon well well did you did did you get any other sen yokos then no, it's the only one I've tried. It's, it's, Have you tried? So it? this one, interestingly, is part of a no. duel. So no. you got you get Hora de la Verdad Sombra, and there's also Hora de la, de la Verdad that's just plain, and they mean like light and or I think Hora de la Verdad. I'm not sure, but it means sun and shade, and they're right. about bullfighting. 
and this one is the shade of the bullfighting, uh, and apparently is about the death of the bull or or the bullfighter. Right, it's, Jesus. So Christ. it's oh, okay. Well, I, it's funny you should say that, uh, Dan, because I was thinking... based on a Hemingway book as well, by the way. Sorry. Oh uh, right. I, well, I, I was thinking when you were saying that that just having a guess as to who's and you know talking about Ben's uh, sort of high threshold and stuff like that. Well, like the other week, for example, Ben was like, oh, to, about the, the strange loves. Oh, it's so animalic and I can't stand this. And you were like, what? Mm. What are you on about? Thing? <laughs> so it, it might be the same with this perfume. Do you know what I mean? Perception is so like, I mean, it's, you know, it's what this is all about, isn't it? The whole reason um, yeah. we all have different uh, opinions and stuff. So I am going to uh, wager, well, I won't, not with real money. Because uh, I'm fucking skinned. So, um, but like um, with da- Dan, I think Dan's gonna like this one. No, no, oh, there is, okay. no, there is right. no way. There is no fucking way. If if, Do you if know, Ben says it's unwearable for two hours, <laughs> right? I mean, like that's that's like fucking basically just saying, Dan, you will hate this and you will be crying maybe for two hours, at least two hours, probably eight. <laughs> I think if you can get past those first two hours, I think actually all of you might find something to like it because say um, because Fliss, you like those kind of like like you were saying about the horses earlier. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's got a very like dirty leather, like engine oil, whatever. If you like the smell of like you know mechanic shops and leather jackets, then you're probably kind of going to like oh, it. Come on, we all know that my tastes are far too boring, and uh, <laughs> the, the odds of me liking this one are palpably zero i mean it's the first two hours are a challenge to say like twice i was like it made my throat close up like like, uh, it's um, actually made you have a physical reaction yeah 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 yeah. it's funny you say about the inspiration for it because has anyone tried uh i think it's an imaginary author's uh bull's blood Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've yeah. not tried it, but... Mm. Which kind of smells a little bit like uh, shit and roses. Oh, no. Um, so, and and again, it's one of those that I would go, no, I dismiss that. But the more I think about it from when I like tried it, whenever it was, I'm like, yeah, I want to revisit that because I think I might like shit and roses now. Um, <laughs> but it's that, like, yeah, that kind oh, of, yeah, like, bull, bull sort of smell. And I thought... That's very good for the the inspiration for it because you get the kind of red of the, you know, the the matador's fucking cape and all that shit yeah. with the roses mm. and the, the the shit of the. So I imagine like you know cows just always smell of shit, don't they? Oh, um, I, I yeah. just I like, should imagine the bullfighter's uh, trousers. Are I probably actually, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty brown as well. Uh, okay, yeah. okay, I'm now feeling a little bit queasy. Um, <laughs> look, for, for the love of that's the end of my yeah, seven. Fa- anyway. Thank fuck for that. For the love. That's of why I keep God. it short. Normally. Yeah. For the love of God, Fliss, take me away from this. Tell me about something nice you've been wearing. Please. Well, I'm gonna. I was gonna say I'm gonna undercut everything by talking about the new Nikolai Caravan Sarai. Uh, intense. Mm, that sounds nice. Oh, yeah. I, I I wore that today. Yeah. I think that's absolutely fucking stonking. It was delightful, isn't it? It's just. Yeah, I do. I, I, just, I think it's a great perfume. Yeah, uh, I found it like a lovely spiced lactonic latte. The coffee wasn't too strong. It was there, but it wasn't like in my face. There was nice, yeah, the spicy cardamom in there. And then a lovely milky dry down. I just really liked it. I was like, yeah, okay. I don't think I'm going to need it in my collection. But if, if money was no object, I definitely would purchase a smaller bottle. 
Yeah. It's it's a gourmand for yeah. people who are not into smelling like cake. Yes, um, I, exactly I think it's, that. I think, I think it's a really good. I think it's a really good perfume. I tried it. Um, so weirdly, uh, me mate Dave got like a, a bunch of bottles for sale. But about five minutes before he told me this, I just tried it in a Nikolai store in Paris. Um, not, I assume, the boutique that you'd mentioned, uh, James, where where uh, she's got her whole like organ in the window kind of thing. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So this was just like a small shop, and and the the store assistant. Weirdly, for Paris, didn't speak any English, and my French is bullshit. But I managed to explain to her that I wanted to try the new one, and she dug it out. I tried. It. I was like, "This is really fucking good." Yeah. And she looked at me like, huh? "What is this idiot talking about?" Uh, I said, <laughs> "Thank you very much," and off I went. Went outside, and uh, turns out Dave's got ten bottles. Of this I'll have a bottle, please. Thank you very much. No, so Dave um, sent me the sample. Oh uh, yeah, well, he's a good lad. He's good. Um, yeah, he's a good lad. Well, don't tell him that, though. No. Uh, it's important that uh, he doesn't know we think he's a good lad. Um, I, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really like it. Um, okay, cool. Well, that's that one. Yeah. Something else nice. Um, the further we get away from Ben's kind of... Uh, <laughs> I yeah. did another Nikolai Angel- Angelis pear, which is a very light oh, yeah. pear scent. Um, it came as part of a bundle that I bought a while ago. Um, and... It's very cooling, it's very clean, little bit aquatic for my tastes, and it's verging ever so slightly on blue territory, that kind of blue Oh, feel. really? Huge silage. I don't think... For I me, don't think I've tried it. Yeah, and the, the aquatic nature of it, there's ever so slightly spermy excretions magnifique on the dry down, and I just... The moment I clocked that, I was like, yeah, not keeping this one. Um Spooge strikes again. It was, yeah. It was it, the, the initial blast was really fruity and juicy and light, and then on it's, it dried down. It got more and more aquatic, and then that, mm-hmm. the, by the end of the day, sniffing my wrist, I was like, "That smells like the tail end of a Secretions Magnifique spray." Nah, um, but if you're into that aquatic thing, then have a go because it's the silage is amazing it lasts forever very good um what else did i do um histoires du parfum ambra i can't even know how to pronounce this ambra rim ambra rim ambra rim yeah um ambra rim ambra rim maybe who knows i don't um nor do i (laughs) say it confidently say it confidently and then it's fine and then it's fine yeah uh really now talking about marines this has a very salty marine opening but it has it mixes it with really really dense incense notes and there's a lot of myrrh in there that i can smell even though it's not officially in the notes and then it dries down to a lovely powdery leather um it's a really complex journey that it goes on from this kind of quite sweet salty feeling all the way through the incense to this powdery leather takes about four or five hours to get there really interesting i don't think i know enough about this house but um nick sent me this when with those three tuberoses that he sent me um last week and i think he's got a huge collection of this house and i might sorry which house was this it was de, pa- de parfum oh histoire de parfum yeah. yeah i'm really liking their style actually i think they might be a little house for me i might need to check some more out um 
I've got a couple. Yeah, yeah they're they're they're, uh, they're they're really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I'm enjoying the complexity of what I've tested from the house so far. Um, they all seem to have a really interesting journey. And when we were talking about that, that Encelade not really having a journey, all of the the ones that I have tested from the house of the last month really do have a massive journey. And I've oh well, that that's interesting because you know we were talking about um having guests you might like mm. cut this out but you know for our little mini thing that we're going to do mm. um my mate um alexandra mm. is uh works for east Side of oh. he would come on and tell you all about them for ages i'd love and, i'd uh, really like to have, probably be really yeah, no, that would be really interesting because i think mm. i need to smell some more of them as well i like what i've smelled so far i really like and i was like oh okay anyway mm-hmm. what else uh, Violette Duzar by Orisa du Legrand. Orisa Le Legrand. Le, Le I don't know. Again, this was uh, Nick sent it to me, and I, I don't know anything oh. about this house at all. Wow, I'm surprised you don't know anything about this house. No. This is like the ultimate. This is like I nearly just have never mentioned these to you because I thought, oh, she'll probably have loads of them. Oh, really? Like, no, they is this... They're like a really old prestigious house of like all like vintage nuts like love them and they're like they're super super like you you know cool just when uh, you you couldn't be doing this we'll talk about this in part two but you can be doing this for like 25 years you can still know fuck all it's amazing (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) and uh, but they are they are particularly one they've got one called moose uh, moose something if you have yeah moose as in like you know like as in um like moose to sheen, yeah, or yeah, it's yeah. not called that, but it's called right. something else. Oak moss. Um, and yeah, yeah. So it's like oak moss, but it's it's very. It's got like a mushroomy. It's got that mm. like uh, fresh, like mushroomy kind of note to it. They've got like a really famous like fougere. They've got like this kind of um, again. I, I I forget the names of them, but uh, they've got some really amazing, interesting uh, stuff uh, perfumes. Yeah, and they have like a little tassel on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, no, I'm just looking at them. It looks like so pretty. It looks boutique in yeah, the yeah. It looks yeah. really nice. So they're they're proper like proper heritage. No like creed bullshit. Purveyor stories, to no, the like, to the Russian you know. court. They were French perfume makers um, who were chosen as purveyors to the Russian court. So you know they they go. Groovy. What they were doing. Anyway, the the Violette du Tsar. Um, having said all of that about how pretty and how interesting, I found this. Kind of the shite. Well, no, it, it's not shite. It's not shite, but it's not the violet that I was expecting. I think I was expecting this kind of very old-fashioned, bright, powdery violet, and I, I actually found it really quite aggressive. And it was petrolly without being Fahrenheit-y, but it's not far off. And mm. there's a sun creamy feel underneath it, which makes it feel quite modern. And I'm squirrelling it away for um, later discussions around violets that I probably will do in the spring, but it's not my favourite at all. I, I know this sounds a bit weird, but it, I can... I can The, the dudesar bit of it makes complete sense when you smell it because it is it's kind of that intense, aggressive kind of Russian feel. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> 
not with, explaining with, it very well. Uh, now you did the now you did the voice. Oh right, right, yeah. Oh, get, I'll get you now. That yeah. sort of violet, of course she knows. <laughs> with apologies to all our Russian listeners. <laughs> she not my favourite. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and then I also. <laughs> Then I also <laughs> They're penning a letter to you right now. <laughs> yeah. She not my favourite. Yes, <laughs> right out of um, a window by the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's what happens. No, apparently, yeah. Well, they, you get little... They'll, they'll, people will be sending me little little perfume bottles, won't they? That's how the Russians kill. <laughs> Just don't <laughs> sniff it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, let's move on. Pierre Guillaume Paris, Louange Profane... 19, I don't know why, all this bloody French pronunciation. I just, anyway, um, again... Novichok. <laughs> again, I haven't... <laughs> oh, yes, that Pierre Guillaume Novichok one, yeah. It comes in a little little Salisbury, uh, little Salisbury Cathedral perfume file. This is this is bad. This is going to get us censored, censored by... Um, uh, by right, you know, those who by, the, by the Kremlin. Or a Dilla Veradad was bad. At least it doesn't put you in hospital. Yeah. Really. Mm. Fuck's sake. <laughs> right. Come on. Okay. Come on, Polonium 210. Sorry. Um, Louange <laughs> Profane 19 by Pierre Guillaume Paris. Um, big floral amber, white flowers, incense. Um, but for me, I felt it had a real feel of poem by Longcombe about it which is actually kind of more yellow flowers and white flowers but it has that same really sweet and sticky rich dense feel it's very benzoin heavy there's a honey honeyness to it which um and I'm not sure was my favorite either there's almost a marzipan note with some bitter almonds in there and there's a tonker in the dry down that makes it almost powdery so it slightly has a slightly almost Christmassy feel for me um but yeah it's really dense and I kind of like it but I I kind of like it because it reminds me of poem which I used to wear when I was younger and is now much harder to find in good batches um I don't know if I actually like it because I want to wear it if that makes sense Mm. yeah yeah okay yeah and then Um. I'd wore just a Today I was wearing a cricket song by Floraiku um, because I was selling it. And I was just like, do I do oh, really want to sell this? Oh, you're selling it? Yeah. Never do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never try well, it before you sell it. No, and I, I wore it and I was like, this is nice. And then I was like, mm, come on, Fliss. And then, yeah, it, I, it reminded me that actually it was very nice. It's a very delightful, clean musk. Like, on Fragrantica, people talk about it going into like laundry detergent territory but it doesn't do that for me at all it just feels very very clean and nice but it doesn't have any depth to it and i think even for office wear i like a bit more growl in my musks and so shit's got to go it's pretty much sh- or not are you trying to provoke ben into a a, a sort of epic rant well uh, i know i, I nearly didn't talk about <laughs> these because i know uh, that he has had several epic rants it's his trigger this. it's, it's his one trigger, of his trigger it? brands yes um, but it's okay ben it's sold i don't have it anymore you okay. can let it go 
Good. Okay, I'll leave it there. Then. He's, he's rocking in his chair now, <laughs> waiting to get going. But it's so shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Fliss, what else have you got That's on your list? That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. Thank fucking God. Right. Um, so I, no, no, I, so charming. I didn't mean you. I meant, thank God we're getting to the end of part one. <laughs> thank God we're getting rid of all me. of you. <laughs> Considering we've oh. only had like six or seven each, this has actually taken longer than when we have had two this weeks way, worth. Way, way fucking longer. Way longer. <laughs> what you, have you been wearing, Dan? Um, that's a good question. Well, I, I have not been feeling great, uh, as I mentioned. Uh, there's a few things. So I've been wearing uh, this incredibly ornate looking thing. Um, which is from a brand called Katana. Oh wow! Um, oh yeah, no, they're a good. I whoo, they that you know what I was saying about the Castorium earlier. They they that's who I uh, I smelt one of theirs that mm. that used uh, natural Castorium. Oh right, wow. Well, um, sorry, carry well, on. Well, they they're quite serious. I think um, this one's mm. called Je Vois Encore. Cada tes yeux, which means Fucking hell. Uh, I can still see Cada in your eyes. I think it's just Cada for sure, though. Um, anyway, it, it sort of smells a bit tobacco oody. It's mm. uh, it's all right. The, the presentation's better than the perfume, in my view. But uh, but there you go. I mean, they can't all be winners. Uh, they spent all their money on the presentation. Um, <laughs> I've been wearing this as well, which I don't know if you can see that. That is a oh, yeah. shopard, uh, and it is cedar mal- malachi. Malachi. Uh, m- malachi. Is it malachi? Malachi. Malachi. Like one of the like, like the um, wise king. That would be. How's M-A- it spelled? That would be a C H I at the end, wouldn't it? This I is spelled M A L A K I. I w- it's a type of oud. Ah, uh, okay, I'm wrong. That's fine. I think. Is it? Right, well, I'm... Or I'm a go- region or something like that. Well, I'm going with cedar malachi. Mm. It's in a nice green thing. Apparently, it's a Harrods exclusive. Um, I uh, I got sent... This is one of the expensive show parts. It's, it's not... Uh, no, not particularly. I think it's like... Oh. Well, I say not particularly. It's like 90 quid or 95 quid for... Okay. Uh, what's this? 80 mil. Um, I paid... Fifty-five for it on sort of second-hand buy, um, and it's really nice. Um, it's quite, it's it's green, but not in that sort of like um, astringent, sharp sort of way. It's more sort of uh, more has a, a feel of sort of foliage rather than cut grass kind mm. of thing. Um, it's really, I, I really like it. It's a, it's, it's basically a sort of slightly spicy green woody, um, but really classy, good, you know, performance for the bros. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm digging that. Um, and then just usual assortment of, of nonsense, really. Um, I can't, uh, oh, I wore Roger Elysium yesterday like loads of it and it's really nice and uh my daughter said i smelled great because Aww. of course one one does smell nice wearing those kinds of things don't wear them a lot oh and this one this is you must know this yeah, we, oh, yes. uh, we've talked about this before so this is this is aqua quorum yellow cap blue bottle very very much not Fliss's thing. 
We're all on the verge of a rant today. Oh, they get me at the sport bathroom. Yeah, it basically smells like polo sport, yeah. And I think, as Ben has pointed out, it was the same perfumer about the same sort of time. It was clearly just a retread. Anyway, so those are those. Let's have a quick news. Does anyone have any news? The only news I have got is that apparently there is a new Tom Ford... Um, uh, uh, Grey Vetiver Parfum coming. It's an airport exclusive. Uh, Not that I saw it in an airport, but a friend of mine did. And it's got an added note of saffron. So um, I stand by to be underwhelmed. Um, I can't imagine that's going to improve it, if I'm honest. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I love the original perfume. Um, But saffron just being like shoehorned into that in my imagination i think it's probably not good but like it probably won't be that so um yeah let's give it a try give it a chance let's give it a while i I don't go anywhere i don't go to any airports i you know so i'm not gonna try it it it, it will not be an airport exclusive for all that long um i'm quite sure of that um uh well um in which case uh, let me uh, wrap up part one, and uh, I, I really, I would ask you to name that perfume again, Ben. But actually, I don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> it sounds horrible, uh, and I will be taking that thought with me into the break. We will be back in just a moment with part two of Les Odorants. Stick with us. Hello and welcome back to part two of Les Odorants. This week we are talking about collections. Who, where, when, what, how much have you got? Have you got it together? If so, how often? Wish you choose a hard or soft option. I don't know, I just uh, went all pet shop boys there. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> well, you say amazing, I say worrying uh but uh, nevertheless we are talking collections um and uh, you know what's the shape of your collection what's the thinking behind it is it just a chaotic mess uh full disclosure i have a collection of maybe 200 or so bottles of perfume um they are not well organized they're just sort of all thrown together i don't tend to keep boxes for the most part um, there's no, there's no overarching fucking like grand design uh, to my perfume collection. Um, I do this badly. I'm a bad collector. Um, how about you guys, uh, James? Tell me about uh, your perfume collection. Uh, yeah, I haven't counted them in a while. Ish. Ish. ish ish about 300 to 300 and some bottles yeah yeah i don't you count don't... like other stuff samples decants and samples such. decants minis uh thousands <laughs> like, yeah 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 do you Same. know what i mean like fucking loads but like I, like like say like that many and yeah i do occasionally have a little call and get rid of some i haven't bought any for ages uh, i must say and the only ones that I have bought have been kind of meaningful. 
Um, maybe again, this is kind of skipping ahead, but I go through different phases of, mm. I think everybody does, of what am I doing here? Am I just hoarding things for the sake of it? Am I ever going to use all this perfume? Obviously not. Obviously um, not. Is it, is it really the best use of my money, time, effort, you know, whatever? Uh, you know, and sometimes you think no, and you think, what the hell am I doing? Um, but no, generally speaking, I kind of come back round to, well, you know, I enjoy it. And I don't think having about 300 or so is super un- unhealthy. Um, well, and, you're not I, doing anyone any harm with it either. No, and, and, no. And that's why I, I, you know, I keep reminding my long-suffering wife that, you know, I'm not, like, gambling. I don't have a drink problem. Well, not a very serious drink <laughs> problem. <laughs> and, I, and I don't have a drugs problem since the incident uh it's when you start drinking the perfume in, indeed that, indeed uh, okay well and i'm definitely gonna be uh coming back uh to all of you but uh just for a quick baseline uh ben how many do you have and are they principally bottles or what about 250 i think so it's, it's probably pretty well in the middle of two and three hundred bottles uh I, I again, like everyone else, probably like I've got about three carrier bags yeah. full of samples and decants that are just literally chaos. I just I just fill up another carrier yep. bag until it's to the brim, and then I start yep. a new one. Yeah, I just buy increasingly yeah, large containers, <laughs> sort um, of empty the one into the next one. Yeah, like, yeah, like, uh, like Russian dolls. Um, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I, I've got to stop mentioning the Russians. We were contacted <laughs> by the Kremlin during the break and asked to uh, <laughs> stop going on about that shit. Um, excellent. Okay, and uh, Fliss? I think I've got the smallest collection. Uh, the, over the last three years, I've made a really uh, concerted effort to curate my collection, and I went down from about 250 to now I have... Um, 75 bottles that I call my collection and I have a five bottle buffer of things that are either coming in, rolling in or rolling out. And then um, I, whenever anything rolls out, rolls out because I have a strict one in one out policy now, I take 10 mil a decant and I label it very carefully and I put it in my, what I call my mini osmotique and I've got about 250 10 labeled 10 mil decants um, of things that have been through my collection. But I, at the moment, I found I was so stressed out with the huge amount that I had and also just the amount of money that was sitting there um, mm. that I did, a, I did a really big cull and it's hugely cu- curated. And then all my samples that are smaller than 10 mil, I have yep. um, in little kind of like craft boxes and they are all arranged mm. by either house or note. Oh, my God. And all of them, <laughs> everything is in a spreadsheet. Everything is in a spreadsheet. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? I suddenly feel incredibly inadequate. No, but- tell, me about the, <laughs> tell me about the curating process. What, how, how, how does that work? I, I realised that I was, every time I opened my perfume drawers and or cabinets, I was getting really stressed out with the amount that I had. And I also had a period of ill health when I as I'm self-employed, I wasn't working, um, that I needed to just free up some cash. So I began the curation. And the curation for me is 
how much do I love something? It's got to be a five or a five star. Um, and I even began getting rid of things that I knew were very, very rare because I wasn't wearing them. And, and if I don't wear it and I don't desperately love it, it's, it doesn't get to stay. And mm. there are things that I think that I like a lot, but if I've got something else in my collection that does the same but better, then that one stays and the other one. I don't really have any kind of dupey stuff going on. Okay, so so that's quite a good rule, I think. Having something that does the job better. Yeah. Uh, for and and I I occasionally deploy that. Um, I got rid of a few vetivers recently because I acquired the Dior vetiver and sort of felt like, you know, the the Dior does it better. Yeah. Um, so, what, so why so have on- anything subpar in a, in your cupboard? Hmm. That's my thinking. Is if if well, I can sell that subpar thing. And either put that money towards something else or buy a, a perfume that I really love, then that subpar thing that should get out. Uh, well, get out. It, it, it should, it should. But I find, I find in my collection, there are things that I love, you know, mm. truly love, and and they will be part of the collection on on their own merits. There are things that I like but i'm hesitant to sell because i know i'd never be able to track it down again if i changed my mind um you know stuff uh, certainly a lot of the vintage stuff belongs in that category those are the hardest things i had to sell i think was and then but there's a couple of other categories for me as Mm. well well so stuff that is uh too cheap to bother selling um because because you know i I personally i can't be asked to spend you know, four pound fifty posting something that you know. But then do a random act of kindness in one of the groups, or yeah, pass I, it I on. just can't even be asked. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> really kindness though, offloading your absolute shite. You, you, you drag. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I've I've got my I've got my bottle of of mandate, which yeah. by the way is not. You know, we discussed that on this on this program. It's it's a it's a good old perfume. It's solid, but I wouldn't bother selling it because I mean it's not even worth the postage of fucking selling it. Um, but then there's another category as well, which is just things that are too. I, I couldn't sell it because I'd paid too good a price for it in the first place and and, mm. and you know, so so i don't know a good example f- of that might be the um i've got flowers turn purple the yeah, um, yeah. Mm. flowers turn purple uh which i got for 80 pounds well no 75 pounds i i you know i i I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to sell that for seventy five pounds. This would be heartbreaking. So it stays, um, even though I. I, I that's I do a really, really, like it. really nice perfume, though. You sent me a very generous decant, and I really enjoyed it. It is very nice. Is it love? Does it? Does it sort of make my kind of uh, uh, heart skip a beat? No, it doesn't. Mm. But uh, but so so I think there's more than just stuff. What I love. In the collection, mm. but then there's stuff like the patu, which is that I've got, I've got, you know, the vintage patu pour on, which I really like. I don't think I love it, but I don't think I can sell it because chances of finding another bottle of that are fucking zero. Yeah. You know, I mean, pretty well zero. Um, but then that comes on to like, what are you collecting for, doesn't it? Like, it, it's not just the pure enjoyment of the perfume; 
it's no. other factors as well, isn't it? Obviously. Oh, completely. The fact you've completely. Said that, yeah. yeah, I mean... Okay, I'd also add to that as well, like the Floraiku, for 75 quid, it's kind of nice to have that in your collection because yep. it's quite a unique it's bloody presentation. bloody beautiful. And it's, it's the really nicest nice presentation, presentation right? It's just it's, gorgeous. They, they are lovely, um, but, you know, ultimately they, they just take up sort of space. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess... Um, I I collect as as much for for having it, you know, just the the feeling of having it, whatever that means exactly, as much as the you know I like the perfume. Um, uh, also, because I spend a lot of time taking photos of these things, which to any normal person this sounds utterly ridiculous, but I enjoy taking photos of. Well, you know, product photography, but the product of choice is perfume. Incidentally, by the way, side note on that, I'm I follow a number of product photography groups on Facebook, and perfume bottles are now the sort of go-to product for people to photograph. So there is something in in that, um, you know, that that just photographing bottles. Are, you know, I'm not I'm not the only person in the world doing this, which is good news. Um, you know, there are a few other weirdos. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I won't deny I keep saying There's only one weirdo. Just, <laughs> yeah, there's only one fragrance weirdo. Correct. Boom. I, I do keep some of them just for the sake of, like, taking pretty photographs of them and stuff. But, uh, anyway, um, yeah, James, uh, talk to me about why your collection is as it is. Uh that's a very broad uh, question. Um, I'm not sure. Um, Mike, it's been through a few things, like like Fliss was saying. I tried to have sort of limits, and for for a long time, uh, I still considered myself uh, a fan of perfume and somebody who uh, somewhat collected perfume. But I only had about maybe thirty to. 50 for like a long time you know and like when i'd actually use them up and then get rid of them but then probably from about uh it must have been just pre-2010 maybe was when i really started to just be like i'm gonna have a cupboard and i'm literally just gonna get whatever (laughs) i want and i'm gonna get vintage perfumes and i'm gonna get all kinds of shit and then i've you know, I have the odd freak out where I go, what am I doing? And I have sold things that I kind of maybe would still want now, but then in kind of moments of weakness, you go no or you go yes or whatever. And there's loads of shit that I've bought for retail. And I do have that thing of like, I don't like, you know, swapping and thingy. It's a very like personal thing to me, even to purchase a bottle. It's like, even if it's a spontaneous thing and I kind of regret it, I'm like, it's it's that to me, I don't kind of want like stuff off other people. I, it's great that people share stuff, and it, and it makes total sense to to do it. But I kind of feel I like the retail experience, and I feel again not to get on me fucking soapbox about this, but I feel as though like that's kind of going away a little bit. I don't think it'll ever totally go away, but a lot of people are like doing stuff online, or you know, and it kind of it kind of ruins the thing of going out with some readies in your pocket and go into a, a you know a fragrance counter and getting all the smell of the fucking ambroxan or whatever 
Like when you're mm. a mile away from it and that sense of like excitement of like, what am I going to, what am I going to discover? Um, I kind of, like, I like that. I'm kind of a bit old school about like how I, you know, add to my collection. But that's not to say that I haven't got things from people. And, that's that, you know, I think the online shopping experiences, depending on where you shop, has really changed. I mean, there's some amazing, really personal experiences, I think, now in terms of, I mean, oh, who am I thinking of? Um, Brooke. Uh, you know, you you buy anything from Brooke and you get loads of samples, you get a handwritten note. It's it's a beautiful experience. Um, yeah, I don't mind yeah, buying. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I yeah, I'm I'm sort of with you on that. It's just I don't. I I feel awful paying retail price for any perfume. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like a, I feel like I've. Uh, I've, I've, yeah. yeah, I feel like I've done something wrong. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Um, cool. Okay. And 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 your collection, James. Is it just mm. sort of? Um, is it all stuff you love? Because I, I don't think it is. I think there's plenty of no. stuff you you say you hate in there, right? There so, is. There is. Yeah. That's, like I say, that's kind of an interesting. Why uh, do you keep the stuff you hate? Uh, <laughs> do you want to know really <laughs> yeah. why? Because I, yeah, I, I can't be arsed selling it. I thought that I might be. Yeah. I, can't, I can't be arsed interacting <laughs> with people on Facebook. I can't be arsed wrapping things up in a thing. I can't be arsed going to the post office. That's it, really. So I keep okay. these shitty perfumes around. Like this one here. I've been trying to get rid of this fucker for ages, right? And then oh, I'm it's just the like, bond. It's the bond, <laughs> isn't it? It's the it bond. is, it is. If you can't yeah. be arsed, then it ain't so going nowhere. I turn around and be like, this is the greatest perfume ever. It's my favorite. <laughs> like, yeah, you have to shill the fucking balls off it so that people <laughs> yeah. start approaching you for but it. But I'm sure I will. I go through, like I say, I go through phases. I have bought and sold hundreds and hundreds of perfumes, right? There's no, mm. you know, I have done it before. But I just, I, I don't know, like I say, I just can't be arsed at the moment. And... I really should because I one I don't really have money to like buy perfume at the moment because mm. I'm just mm. fucking skint. But who of, does? Like, this is the thing. I think there is. Well, yeah, exactly. But I, I it's what it's not even the thing of like oh I can find the money because I never had the money, but mm. I'd find it. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? Whereas mm. now I can't even find it, so I'm just mm. kind of like well, um, I, 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 yeah. There's stuff that I need more than than perfume, and I'm quite happy to have samples or whatever mm. and i can kind of still sort of eke through but i'll go i'll I'll get to a point where there's nothing as satisfying as buying a perfume is there do you know what i mean like even if it, 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 you know it's that thing of even if it's just even if it might be a disappointment when it comes or whatever the actual act of buying it and that's part of the the problem with a lot of people it's that like retail therapy oh like nice sort of feeling that you get and even the pangs of like guilt of like oh should i really be spending the money on that but then you think oh no the payoff is going to be and then sometimes it isn't and sometimes it is and yeah. yeah i don't uh, blind I, buy the, the way i used to anymore i used to be a terrible blind buy i would just read before fragrantica i would just read books like all the books and just blind mm. buy from that um but now there's fragrantica which i kind of stopped believing actually recently um in terms of <laughs> letting it influence me. Um, but, yeah, I used to blind buy like a bitch, just 
But now I'm like, do, do you... get a decant, wear, wear the hell out of it. If I still love it, get another decant and then buy. Oh, my God, that's so <laughs> rational. So <laughs> rational. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I almost never buy a perfume that I've tried. Um, there's, there's something... This there's something about having the bubble burst for me. If I try it, if I actually try it, it's very very rare that that will then convert to to an actual purchase. I think the last one I can remember trying before buying was um, a Bodicea one actually, Amber Sapphire, which by the way I love, absolutely love. But very few of them, when you try them, I find I love them. And, and and I think the reason for that is I, I'm much more inclined to convince myself I'm going to love something based mm. on reading about it and projecting all sorts of kind of positive stuff onto it and going, oh, well, this, this sounds like a bit of me. This is going to be perfect. I will blind buy that. And then it shows up and it's kind of nine, 99 times out of 100. It's a bit of a disappointment, but just occasionally... Just occasionally you get that blind buy that goes right. Just like, Fucking hell, this is brilliant! Oh, I'm so happy. Um, but yeah, the, the, I I never, almost never sample before do you, buying. Do, do you feel that it like validates those kind of thoughts that you had about it, or assumptions, or whatever? Is that what's so satisfying about it that you go, "Oh, I knew that I thought I would like that." Forgetting all the the nine out of ten that you didn't fucking that were like a disappointment <laughs> yeah no I, I don't think it i don't think it validates my 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 thinking about it it's it's more it's more just the sort of uh, uh that that gambler type mentality it's that, a bit of a you, kink you, you, for you isn't it you're kind of like oh yeah what well, i kind of yeah yeah i could see the way you were the way you were describing it, you had a little twinkle in your eye. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but it, it's like, um, well, uh, I think it was in Mad Men um, where they described, maybe it was Mad Men, maybe it was somewhere else, but they described the the, uh, the selling um, advertising and and saying to always start with a very rough outline sketch the more detail you put on it the more things there are for people to object and and sort of buying perfume um without having a sample is sort of along those lines right because you you're reading it and you go ooh this perfume was based on you know king henry the eighth whatever and like, well there's no real reason to object to that so uh you know sounds like a good old story notes list sounds all right bet that's okay if you actually smell it you're right in the detail of it and, and odds are you won't buy it. I, I don't know i i just i like buying I, for me buying and selling them is sort of part of the experience there's there's no good explanation for that i you know I, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing it's just for me part of the experience is definitely the blind buying and the selling um and over time i seem to have accumulated well a couple of hundred bottles of perfume <laughs> i don't really know what i'm doing with my life actually on reflection i do think the selling i completely agree about the selling being definitely part of the experience particularly when once you're in a group of like-minded individuals and so every time you're selling or you're passing things on you'll also get 
some samples thrown in or someone else might go, oh, what else do you like? And they might put a little decant of something else for you to try. And so there's a real community feel as these... I mean, my husband jokes that it's like the same 100 bottles just going round and round the group constantly <laughs> until they get... Into, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not he's wrong, not is wrong. he? Um, um, but there is that community feel of passing them on, passing other little bits of, of, of deliciousness on with it. And then, and mm. also then when you're like messaging people to say, I've sent it, you'll then go, and how are you? And there's there's a community chat mm. happening as well. You love that community uh, aspect, don't you? I love it. I really, really do. Yeah. And I love all the little parcels I send out every week and the little parcels I get in. It's, for me, it's, that's exactly, it's, yeah, it's like a little lifeline. For, for, of, for me, like, I think... Um, I can probably count the amount of retail purchases I've made on one hand. Um, mm. And and they were for things that I just fucking loved and I wanted, like, quickly. Um, or, or, you know, needed to buy them now or whatever. But generally speaking, like, like I think perfume collecting for me is, is a perfect parallel to my record collection as well in that I tend to, like, listen to something and if I like it, I want it on vinyl because I want the vinyl and that's that. I might not listen to it ever again. I mean, if I've got it on vinyl, I might still stream it on my streamer, but I want it mm. on vinyl, right? And, and that's kind of the same with perfume. Like, in fact, I buy perfumes and, and I put the bottle on my shelf and go, yes, but then I still use the sample and I still have samples for like... <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you say that to I yourself? I stand back yes. and I put my hands on my, on my, on my waist and I say, yes. Um, yeah, no, but then, you know, like, like my own noir, for example. Love it. Like, I bought a bottle of that, right? I fucking loved it. I, I haven't actually really sprayed the bottle because I've got a decant that I'm still using. So <laughs> you've sent more out in decants as to people to try than you've actually yeah, used. But yourself. I mean, so uh, for me, like that that side of it as well, um, to, to sort of like stretch the analogy as well. I find like Facebook to be like crate digging. Like I could get the retail experience and I could find what I want online and buy it in like tonight if i want to or i could stick something on a wish list and go one day that's going to come up on facebook and and then i'm going to snag it and and that's mm. slightly more fun because then it's like facebook becomes like you know the groups become like a little treasure trove of like po- possibilities and and you know it's, it's mm. say it's a bit like crazy you have to enjoy the chase though, yeah don't you? if you, you there's got to be an element of you enjoying the chase whereas i just i just don't <laughs> and i think i kind of it's almost like I'll pay that extra bit so I don't have to do all that shit. Yeah, see, the, well, the, all the well, shit is the, oh. the fun bit. Actually, having the perfume is probably the least fun bit for me. Um, oh, on the subject of Chase, James, do you mm. have any, uh, I, I guess, unicorns that, that are not part of your collection that you, you need as part of your collection that you're always sort of on the lookout for? Yeah, l- l- loads. I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but you mentioned the Patu, uh, yeah. which obviously I want those. I mean, I say, like, I kind of go, oh, yeah, you know, all these vintage snobs going on. But, but there are quite a lot of vintage perfumes that I want. Um, mm. But... By the same rule, I kind of like have accepted that, you know, I can buy um, modern ones. But anyway, that's another discussion. Um, let me think of some that I maybe want. I mean, obviously, Derby. Um, mm. I mean, you know, things like that. Or um, just uh, what, I mean, what do I want? Um, there's there's a definite, there's, there's a definite list. I can't really think at the moment, but it, it's one of those things that it, it would be a real treat for me. Uh, to 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 purchase some of the things that I want, maybe like mm. 
I, yeah, I, I'll come back to you on that. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I had, I, I had for a long time a kind of a, a list of different particular things that I wanted to make sure I sort of snagged. Um, uh, but I think I've got them all now. So like, um, uh, it took me ages to get uh, uh, by by man DNG by man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, obviously the Patu Derby. Um, uh, it, it, most recently, um, uh, Nabucco uh, Parfum uh, Le Fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know it, but it's it's ludicrously sort of priced now but discontinued sort of perfume oil which was it's, it's basically smells like eau sauvage if if i'm being honest um but it's really it's really really lovely um but that was that was the last kind of unicorn uh, uh for me that I, i've been trying to sort of hunt down uh, and so i managed to get that one i think i'm I, I can't think of anything that's on my list now um i i see um I see it a bit like Ben does this idea of digging through the crates and just seeing what's yeah. there. Um, but also, when I used to, when I actually did used to collect vinyl and I used to dig through the crates, I used to buy stuff based on what the uh, uh, cover yeah. looked like. You know, it's like, yeah, that's a cool <laughs> cover. I'll have that. I what's 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 what what is it? Who's the artist? No idea. <laughs> but look at that fucking cover. It's cool. Um, and I sort of do that a little bit with perfume mm. bottles. Is is the honest truth? I'll I buy a I'll, perfume bottle because it looks. Good. I got. I'll give you a couple. A couple. Sorry. No. Sorry, no. Man. Go on. Do, do, do yours, James. It's, uh... I, I just. I just a couple because because I've literally looked on my want list on Fragrantica, which is again probably not really the best place to look for stuff. Uh, there's a couple from uh, Profumo Roma. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Expensive brand. Really good brand. Don't know no longer in the UK them. either. Yeah, well, there you go. And I still haven't... Again, they've probably been on the list for a long time, and I haven't mm. purchased them. Um, just stuff with a stupid bottle. Like, there's a there's a fragrance by... Let me uh, think it. Uh, there's a p- fragrance by Michel Germain called Sexual Sugar Daddy. I want that. <laughs> um, it's probably Sexual? fucking shite. In fact, um, when I was when I was in America, because um, they don't really have these perfumes here, these are like you know uh, regular kind of drugstore fucking perfumes over there. Um, and I walked past the stand, and they had all the because they're all called sexual, or they're all called sugar. No, they're all called something. Let let me have a look. Right. Anyway, they, there's a, there's a range of these perfumes, right? And sexual sugar daddy, right? Okay, there's sex. They're all called sexual, right? So the sexual. sexual I'm words. just sexual. looking at them. Can you say? Sex- can you stop saying sexual? <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, Sorry, it's, it's it's making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> sexual fresh, sexual night, sexual noir, sexual Paris, <laughs> sexual noir <laughs> for women. Noir. <laughs> uh, sexual tender poor femme. Uh, sexual Paris. Oh my god! Let's just They've got sexual them, secret, sexual secret, and sexual, sexual secret. secret. <laughs> well, no, it's they've got one called sexual secret men. Yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. There's loads of them. See the sexual, there's, sexual there's, star. There's uh, only sexual <laughs> secret men. Yeah, but <laughs> sexual sugar daddy was the one that appealed to me. Um, yeah, that probably naturally. says you know more about me than anything else, but. Uh, then there's like another one. Um, so this is a cool one, right? <laughs> this is a cool one that I actually kind of remember being around, but I never got. 
from like early 2000s. It was called uh, UFO, Unidentified Fragranced Object. Oh my I God. think it's some shit like what? that. <laughs> by Kenzo. It's by Kenzo. Look wow. at the bottle, Dan. You will fucking want the bottle, right? The bottle is cool as fuck, right? And I actually have been, I nearly bought it. And then I was, and I didn't. And now it's like a fucking. Oh, fucking it's like an shit. infinity no yeah. way. Yeah, it, but it's oh, cool. Where? The actual where? bottle, it, when you see the actual bottle in the flesh, oh it's my brilliant. God. It's fucking brilliant. Oh my God, so, look at that. Wow. And the pictures yeah. don't even do it justice, man. So I think this sort of does like bring onto what I was going to sort of interrupt you with, James, earlier is that for me, like bottles and, and what Dan was saying, um, bottles do. do I, I, I find I end up sometimes collecting bottles. Like, for example, the Hermes Jardin collection. I wanted all of them. Luckily, they're all pretty good perfumes, but I wanted them because they go together and they work as a collection together. Mm-hmm. And I find myself getting trapped in that a little bit. Like, another one would be Beaufort uh, Helen Highwater collection. I bought all five, despite the fact that one of them I really don't like, but I wanted it to complete mm. the collection. Do like uh, That, that yeah. traps me a little bit. Um, Mask Milano is another one I just like their bottles and so I like collecting their bottles but luckily their perfumes are fucking good as well so I had to when I did my big clear out I had to really rationalise which ones I just was keeping for the bottle and I had to I had to tell myself you're not a bottle collector Fliss you are a perfume collector take the 10ml decant screw it away in a really someone said to me oh don't all the aren't your decants like really dodge and there was someone on the group was saying you know they suffer from uh what's the word evaporation and stuff I've been decanting into beautiful little 10 mil vials for a long time never had a problem but it's the juice that I want it's not the bottle and but it was such a hard thing to make that kind of brain yeah thing happen is it the bottle or is it the juice that you want, Fliss? Which is it? Which is it? Which is it? Which is it? Yeah, it's hard, though. But I, I think that's the other thing is, is like having to make a decision. I'm, I've made a decision that I'm collecting perfume to wear. Yeah. If money was no object and I could do whatever I wanted, I would have a huge historical collection that would include beautiful bottles, interesting smells that I wouldn't necessarily wear, but I'm just interested because they are so of its time that they would then become Mm -hmm. some kind of reference fragrance for... 1926 or a reference fragrance for the 30s or the early 40s in America you know all of that kind of stuff I would love to have that historical you you have an outlet as well you've got this podcast as well and and, you know your Instagram whatever you've got an outlet for talking about these things and it's just like that might be interesting to have in my collection there's that aspect to it as well like Dan you know uh, with uh, uh, Instagram or like Ben talking about things on uh youtube sometimes that is a motivation for people to Mm -hmm. add things to their collection that they might not have done before or like things that are new just for the sake of it i'm gonna go and try this new perfume i'm not saying anybody here is into doing that but like on on like youtube or whatever people want to be the first Mm -hmm. to like get the thing up there and and talk about it that could be their motivation for getting perfumes that they don't necessarily like the smell of or think the bottle's great or anything like mm. that, but they have a kind of 
social media yeah. sort of feel they have an obligation to do it or whatever. I, don't I have know. to say, I feel like in my collection and my tastes, I'm very glad that I'm not particularly interested in vintages, um, which is possibly blasphemous mm. to say, but it makes collecting and buying like a damn sight easier and cheaper because I'm not that fussed. I'm not like my unicorns. Like I say, I could probably buy all of my unicorns if I just wanted to go on Google and just bang it in and buy it from a shop. Spend but I'd rather wait for it to come up cheap, mm. do you know what I mean? Because I'm tight yeah. ass. But then nothing that probably won't come up ever, do you know what I mean? I know that all mine are probably out there somewhere and not that hard to get either. Um, Royal Crown Imperator and Ormond Jane Woman are the two that I'm kind of top of my list at the moment. And actually, weirdly, I haven't no, seen really. them come up. But I know that they probably no. will. You know, they're, 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 I know that they're, neither, of them are, they will neither of them are rare, neither of them are old. Do you know what I mean? And I could probably buy both of them if I just went on Google, but... I just, oh, I yeah, just wait. Of course you can. Yeah, you just need to throw money. Exactly. At that yeah. Problem. Whereas you um, know, for you guys so, who collect your vintages, it's less of a. You can't just throw money at it. Sometimes, do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's not there. Oh, I don't know. You can. I've I've missed out on a couple of, uh, very old Shalimar perfume, X straight bottles in the in the old, beautiful, the beautiful X, glass. Like back, back, the back the baccarat glasses yeah. and the back, you know. 1940s, 1950s stuff, just because the bidding just went too high. And I was like, I cannot well, I mean, justify paying that much for that much. Yeah. <laughs> so so, so some, some of them are out there, but then, you know, a lot, a lot of them simply are just not out there to be purchased mm. anymore. Oh, Iris Gris um, by but, Jacques Faf. Oh, my God. Yeah. I want, it, I want yeah, to smell it just once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, I think I'd quite like to. I'd I'd read about that one. Um, I, I guess the only other uh, uh, unicorn is the um, uh, what's the 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 one where the guy made the one perfume and died. Shiseido. Yeah. And what's it called? Is it something something noir or something? Nombre noir. That's it. Shiseido Nombre Noir. Um, and I think the story of it was that some sort of, you know, perfume wunderkind. Um, Jean-Yves Leroy, Leroy. Leroy. Yeah, Leroy. It's Leroy. <laughs> um, and Le- <laughs> it's Le- Leroy from Down Road. Um, I think he's, it's the only perfume. He's ever made, I think, um, and uh, basically, shortly after mm-hmm. he made it, um, uh, he, I think, he died, um, and also there was then some weird problem with the bottles, which leaked, um, and so they were all recalled, mm. but like not all of them mm. were recalled. So it's become this sort of mythical. Um, like you can get it they do pop up from time to time little like four mil uh, samples and such on ebay you know you can get it but um i was told by someone uh who, who collects vintage stuff that it's all, all but impossible to get one that hasn't actually just turned at this point yeah, yeah uh, so so yeah. it'd smell really because it was quite a delicate perfume apparently but i'd still love to try it um, but I'm not prepared to like spend a thousand pounds on a blind buy or something mental like that. Just, but it, it, yeah, I'll, I'll need to dig out the full uh, story for Nombre Noir. But what? I'm sorry, it's, what it's I was going to... oh, sorry. Interesting. You say about things turning. Don't you worry about 
the whole collection. Not really. No. No. If they're stored properly, not really. No. If, yeah, I mean, as long as they smell okay when I receive them, mm. I, I've no problem. I, I'm sure they'll be, you know, I know they'll be well looked after. So, actually, um, I, I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about how you organise stuff, but I, I, I do keep mine, you know, on a bunch of shelves in a dark cupboard oh, in a sort of cool room. Mm. You know, there's no, uh, no direct sunlight uh, getting into those fuckers. So I, I think they'll they'll... Uh, keep just fine but something um i wanted to just come back to ben you said that uh you've got a couple i think it was the beaufort and the hermes jardin lines where you've got like the completed uh collection and and i i'm quite interested in that because i don't have anything where i've got a completed collection um i mean i suppose I've got most of the Widian 71 versions apart from one, and I'd probably buy that one just for the sake of having the complete Widian 71 collection. But beyond that, I don't think I have any. Um, Fliss, do you have any complete collections? For a while, I had the entire Anik Gutal line, but it was the Anik Gutal, not... This was before it became Maison Gutal. Just a neat guitar. So all that, the modern soir bollocks, which I don't think are very good. Um, not not at all. But the old neat guitar, I had all of them. And I still have uh, all of them. Ambrofetti. I've got quite a lot of Ambrofettish. Um, but the I, I still have the whole line, but some of them are now in my 10 mil decants and I, because I just wasn't wearing some yeah. of them. Um but in terms of the smell, I've got the smells. Mm. I couldn't line up the bottles in the way that I used to be able to. Oh, well, if you can't line them up for a photo, <laughs> it isn't real. <laughs> um, so, so uh, James, do you have any completed ranges or collections or anything like that? I don't think so. I've got quite a lot of Amen, which is mm. not really something that I kind of... <laughs> want to admit like it's a bit of a guilty uh, pleasure um which, but... which ones are missing you don't you don't have it's that awful quite a lot. crypto mint do you no that i kind uh. of stopped even like bothering getting them like when that was out everyone said it was shit and i was like well i haven't tried it um yeah i mean i've i actually got rid of some of those as well so mm. um I, I, but i've kept i've kept some uh but what else have I got? Um, oh, I think I got... I think I might have even got... And this is so shit as well. I think I might have even got the full uh, line of these. Um, is that the 24? <laughs> 24. Yeah, yeah. So the other nice. ones are like real fucking dog shit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, ah. yeah, I got those. And even like the Oud versions. Like So there's Oud versions there's of these. Platinum well. and gold. Yeah, platinum and, and all that. It's all sense story, isn't it? Yeah, and they're sort of rubbish. And then they brought out a load more after that, and I was like, no. So, I, I, what? Which ones have I got? No, I don't think I have got any other full and, um, uh, lines. And, um, and uh, okay, so if you don't have full lines, is there any one house or, or brand that that you have more of, or materially more of than anything else in your collection? As uh, Serge Luton's, I've probably got mm. about. 10 of those maybe or something oh wow okay um, and maybe uh what else um no <laughs> not really and no. this is another thing i deliberately don't 
do that. Even if yeah. even if I love a brand, there's loads of brands that I love, but I'm kind of like, no, I've got two from that, so get something else from something else. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Um, Hermes. Would you I buy like, a perfume yeah. just to complete a collection, like what Ben has? If I yeah, yeah would if you buy something you didn't left, like? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, um, fair enough. I don't, but, I'm not sure I would, but. Um, I've got the three Armani O uh, ones, um, and I think I only need one more to complete that particular collection. Uh, so maybe Armani I should do O. That, but... What is that? Uh, yeah, no, like the Armani, um, just like uh, the the uh, in the sort of Armani O for men. Um, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I remember I've saying that to you. I said. <laughs> In fact, yeah, I was a bit of a twat. You put up a picture of all of them and I went, oh, have you got this one? And it clearly yeah. you didn't have that one because it wasn't I didn't a have. picture. Yeah, um, I think I'm, yeah, I think I I'm think missing two. I think I'm right. missing two. I'm missing the original one and uh, the Oud green. one. Oh, uh, right. There's uh, a green flanker, isn't there, as well? Yeah, Maybe I've got that one. That's, oh, the right. set, that's, that's, the, that's the cedar yeah. one. Yeah, It's all right. It's quite. I think it's yeah, quite it's okay. Polite, actually. It's serviceable stuff. Um Okay, and, and and sorry, Ben, because uh, my uh, I could see you were saying something, but I couldn't hear you through my uh, cans. So what, what oh, did I miss uh, there? Sorry. Yeah, the true sort of mental of my buying collections, right? So I think that so, so the brand that I have the most of in my collection is Sergeoff of all brands. Really? You see that that I really surprises me. I have fourteen Sergeoff perfumes. What? And partly the reason... Don't you slag them off quite a lot? No, I don't. I, I, yes. So, so I quite... But, I mean, I think they're all... He's a complicated lad. He really is, <laughs> isn't he? They're all polite and nice. Like, they're the sort of perfumes that I wear when I actually socialise, you know what I mean? Like, um, okay, but go on, go on. Hit, hit us with the, your the, 14. The How many concern, can you name? This is it. The concerning Dan, thing... Ben's doing the full 14. <laughs> <laughs> the full... The, full thing. the concerning thing is, is, oh. is that I bought a lot of them because they were the cheap blue join the club ones. And they I just oh, got yeah, into yeah, collecting yeah. those join the club lines. And I was like... Even though you hate, you hate the whole concept of that line. You've yeah. ranted about how. But I, like, I quite like quite a lot of the perfumes. But there are a lot in there that I bought that I don't like, like Birdie, for example. Yeah, and, oh, gross. Uh, uh, Mark Fatal Pete. Charm. I don't really like Mark Fatal King? Charm. I fucking love actually. Fatal oh, Charm really? got me started because I smelled oh, okay. that and um, I really liked it, and I just tracked it down. And it was quite hard to get, so it, it satisfied everything because it was quite hard to get at a good price, and it was like not. You know, a bit of a unicorn in a way because it wasn't a popular one like 40 Knots or whatever. And hmm. I finally got it in the little blue bottle and then that kicked me off like, I'm going to crate dig all of these motherfuckers. And I started getting them all. <laughs> and like, I've, I, yeah, so, I mean, I, I got like nearly, I think all of that collection minus one, even the weird one that I got off the group that was... Um, given out at some special event and oh think, yeah uh, yeah I, I think um, i know that 1862 1862 polo or that's it called. yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i bought that purely because i needed it to finish the collection um but otherwise yeah i mean you are you are the collector's collector just on on the subject of zerjoff i, I want to shout out two uh social media people i don't even know who they are but both of them I want to congratulate them on their pronunciation of the word Zerjoff. <laughs> There's this Scottish guy who makes these fucking shit. S- sorry, mate, if you're listening, but they are shit. 
uh, fucking uh, videos on like YouTube and Instagram. And uh, he kept calling it jerk off. And, and but not even in like a sort of like ironic way, just like he thought they were called jerk off. Um, and then uh, there was a video. I think stuff. Fliss needs to do it in her best Russian accent. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sorry. Pro- probably not. Um, and then uh, there's uh, this a uh, Scouse girl uh, who who pronounces it exajoff. Yeah, which, uh, <laughs> I've seen her videos. I have seen her videos. Exajoff. <laughs> Just wrong. Uh, okay, well that does surprise me that you have fourteen Zerjoff. And that's Jesus. weird, isn't it? Yeah. All right, Fliss. What's your dominant house? Uh, is it still uh, Gutel? Uh, Bottles wise, you can't. You can't. You can't count your decants. Uh, oh, I see. I think that it hurts me when you say I can't count my decants yeah. <laughs> because so, because my decants are now this osmotique that I've grown. This library of things that actually osmotique. You can you can you can give it a fancy French name, but, but it's I, just fucking decants. Well, they, they, if you go to osmotique, if you go to osmotique, they're not in the bottles that you buy your perfume in. They're in little decants. So yeah, I can call it that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, it is still Gutel. Um, okay, behind Gutel, what would be the next? Because uh, I, I, your your love of Gutel is well documented. It is so. um, MDCI, I think. Oh really? Yeah, I've got um, I've got uh, Sheep Palatine. They don't have that many perfumes, do they? Well, I've got three bottles, three full bottles of them. I've got. Uh, which I know sounds nothing, but when you've only when you've curated down to seventy five, yeah, three is no, still quite three, a lot. Three out of seventy five is uh, still. Yeah, uh, I've got Sheep Propalitan. I've got um, one quarter. <laughs> it's not. Uh, no, it's not one quarter, is it? No, no, it's four percent. Yeah, it's not. It's not a huge. Um, I've got yeah Sheep Propalitan. I've got Nuit Andalouse, and I've got uh, Vepres Sicilian. Um, all of which I think are phenomenal, beautiful okay. perfumes. I love, I absolutely love them. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I wish I could say Guerlain, but I, I guess if you count Shalimar and all the flankers, then probably Guerlain as well. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I do have quite a lot of different Shalimars. I, I, I. I... I think it will probably not surprise anyone particularly, but I think the most populous, if that's the right word, but the you know the the house that I've got the most bottles of is Roger. Yes, knew yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, straight away. Um, not through any sort of particular design or or, or sort of uh, uh, you know deliberate choice, but yeah, that's sort of where I ended up. Um, I've also got quite a few uh, Kana now. I think I've got like at least three or four Kana ones. Um, I have. I got rid of quite a lot of the eggs a joff because um, uh, most of them, most of them pissed me off. But I have kept hold of a few of them, so I've got maybe like five or six uh, of them. Um, yeah, interesting. I don't think there's any sort of over. There's no particular overriding theme with mine. I mean, so brands notwithstanding, is there is there a particular note style or, or style of perfume that is dominant in your collection? Because I, I, James, I keep coming back to yours because 
my obviously I've never actually seen your collection in its entirety, but my my guess is that it's a bit all over the place. Uh, you know, there isn't eclectic. A sort of, we call it yeah, eclectic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But I yeah, mean, you, it, it, you, it is, it is. Yeah. yeah, not and not all of the perfumes you've got are perfumes you bought because you you tried them and fell in love with them a, a lot of them are things that you've bought on a whim and, and and it feels like quite a sort of personal history sort of uh collection somewhat yeah yeah i think i think you you you're right there but there are things that i've really uh sort of agonized over or just um there's certain like staples that are just like great you know like chanel Hermes, mm. you know, there's things that give satisfaction on a level of it's going to be great perfume. And this is kind of the mode that I've been in for the last few years, let's say, where I don't want those kind of disappointments. Yes, you get the excitement of the blind buy or the excitement of a new brand or a new mm. uh, concept or thinking, oh, I'm covering this new base in my collection or whatever. I kind of stopped thinking about it like that. And I stopped with the uh, the the FOMO, you know, the 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 fear of missing out on things, mm. and it's really liberating. To be honest, I feel so much better about my the. It feels more curated and more that I'm buying things that are meaningful. And even if that's a safe pair of hands job, where I'm like, <laughs> I didn't mean it. Like that. <laughs> um, where I'm like, where I'm like, where I'm like um, you can't say hand job on a family <laughs> podcast. No family. Um, so, <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. No, it's not a family podcast. You're right. Well, it, it, it's like I, I see those kind of things. Of there's so much perfume out there that is kind of it's not it's it, it's not blowing my socks off, and it's not really like something that won't. But I know that if I have it in my collection, I'm not going to regret it, and I'm not going to. It's going to satisfy me on d- several different levels. So I get the kind of satisfaction of a um, a, a great sort of retail experience packaging whatever you want to call it of having something nice um and i also get that i know that the perfume stands up and that it'll be good and that i'll enjoy it down the line um Mm. but i also i still have those like moments of like eccentric shit that i just really like um and i don't think i'll ever stop doing that so it is a bit of a scattergun sort of approach but Mm. um there's some refinement sometimes it depends what mood i'm in it's the same Mm. i i look at my collection in the way that many people do have i got stuff again whether you think that seasonal shit matters or whatever you're Mm. already thinking about fig for the summer you're thinking about you Mm. know different fresh perfumes that you can wear or scenarios or like situations even if like um it's it's more like subconscious even if like on a a level where if we were having a discussion about it i'd say look i wear whatever i feel on that day and whatever mm. but you do have your sort of fresher perfumes or or whatever and your um heavier stuff and it, you know it, i i cover all the bases that i figure not most people do i don't think anybody who's into the level of perfume that that we are where you've got hundreds of bottles in your collection I think they're all gonna be uh, running the gamut of quite a quite a range of perfumes because I, I don't understand uh, somebody who would be that heavily into perfume who's just got like a shitload of ambers mm. or a shitload of things that are all in the same style because where's the fun in that? I don't know. Well, like, I, I, that might be I, your I, thing, but you know, my thing is like yeah, I, anyway. I have like 
I think I'm I'm very tuberose and white flower heavy. I'm also very, very incense heavy, church incense heavy. But mm. that said, I when I cut everything down, it was like, okay, which are the best two or three figs that I know? What are the best two or three straight solid floor roses? Which are the best rose best rose I would have in my collection? Which is the best taking that whole gamut across you know where are my freshies where are where's my the one thing that I'm always going to be able to reach for and wear in an office where's the one thing that just makes me roll my head back and just I couldn't possibly be without it because it's so damn sexy that kind of thing making sure that it was Mm. it's there's something for every day of my life in there Mm. I could I could wear my collection if if I even if I never bought another perfume there'd be something for every mood and every season and every day and every feeling I think oh god yeah I mean for that I also (laughs) did once you've got more than about five perfumes you've probably got most shit covered to be honest but I also did a really I did a, a calculation of not counting samples this is just bottles and decants that if I wore one mil a day I still have enough perfume to last me over 21 years. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I think I've probably got enough perfume for about five lifetimes. Exactly. At yeah. least. I mean, five good lifetimes. Yeah. yeah. So talking about my, my collection is actually much more eclectic than you probably might imagine. It, it, again, it's like everyone else. It's, it, it covers, like, so many bases. I've got, like... Yeah, but but I have had to stop myself. I still can't get over you you having fourteen Zergos. <laughs> that just that blows my mind. There's some nice ones in there, I tell you. But um, yeah, I'm sure. But, but stuff like a good example would be like that Hora de la Vadad Sombra that that I got. It's fucking magnificent. But I I can't bring myself to buy that now because I know that it's another bottle that will go on my shelf with all because I have a kind of like artistic corner. And I love it, but I know I'm also aware that I wear it so rarely. But I do love it. I couldn't like like that horror de la sombra, Verdad sombra, or whatever. I I really loved that, but I knew mm. like, what's the point? Because it's just another one that I'll wear like maybe once a year, and I and I you might see, really what... really enjoy that once. But I've already got like a twenty bottle collection of stuff that stinks that badly that I'd only want to wear it once a year. So. But that's where I find the decants are handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. And, there, and I, there are some of my decants I've got like 30 mil decant off mm. in a really nice bottle because when I was selling, a, you know, if, maybe I was selling a bottle that was 100 mil or 150 mm. mil or whatever. And I was thinking, I, a 10 mil's not going to be enough for me, mm. but I don't need this massive fuck off jar of this juice. Yeah, to go back to my vinyl analogy yeah. now, like bottles are a little bit like my vinyls. Like I'm quite happy with a sample even or like five mil or 10 mil like yeah. decants. Whereas before in the old days when I first started collecting, it was like, I want the bottle and I want the biggest bottle yeah, I can buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's like, actually the bottles are just like a waste most of the time. And I, and the only ones I buy bottles of are the things that I really fucking like. Like, yeah, you know, like, like so retail as well like a retail bottle that i bought was Oud infinite when i found out it was being discontinued i instantly mm. was like fuck that life's over i'm going on the internet now to buy a bottle of it yeah and you know i'm chuffed to have that in my collection but i bought that like that's that's a rarity nowadays like yeah. I, I you know because i'm never going to wear 100 or 50 mils of Oud infinite in my entire life but having the bottle no. is essential uh, yeah. yeah absolutely uh, all right. And, 
Go Sorry, on. what Sorry. what what do you think about? I'm kind of moving on from the subject here a little bit, but we can come back. Um, that, like, what do you think about collections as a kind of uh, uh, in a sort of destructive kind of like force or like a negative thing? You, you know how like um, it can become like sort of out of control or like people. I, I, I've heard other people talking about this. I think mine's you know perfectly reasonable or whatever. But some people might think, you know, like certainly if, I don't know, like let's say you do have the, uh, let me give an example. Like there's a guy on YouTube who I think Ben will know. Um, and again, I don't really want to mention him because he's a bit of a cunt. So um, <laughs> that fucking, Mi- you know, that Miami Cuddles guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can cut, we can cut yeah. his name out, that fucking twat. He's always going on like, oh, well, do you own your house? And so, like, people, he's going like, do you own your house or whatever? But you've got, like, a wall of perfumes behind you. And he's like, get your fucking priorities sorted. Why have you got, why are you spending all your money on this shit? And yet you're not, like, on the fucking housing. Which is kind of a point. It's a bit of a twatty fucking none of your business, mate, kind of point. But, like, well. there's certain people who, like, maybe are... Or, like, they're jeopardising, like, relationship. I might be getting too fucking deep with this yeah, shit. Yeah, no, know. I think it's interesting. Well, I mean, for me, when I cut down, it was because one of the reasons was I was I got the level of anxiety I got from looking at my collection versus the amount of money I knew I could release by selling it. I, I had to. It was a no-brainer. It was like, yeah. don't be stupid for this. Why are you, you know... And, and, and yeah, if money was no object, I would just have... I'd have loads of thousands and thousands of beautiful bottles, but there was just a point where I had to just take myself in hand and go, Fliss, you can you mm-hmm. can solve this situation just by selling two-thirds of your collection. Get on the case, bitch. And I did. So, so I, th- I, think, I think there is an interesting question about when things become uh, destructive, um, and, and, and I think it's that's a very personal sort of formula Mm. that people have to kind of weigh up i mean yes i have spent a lot of money on perfume over the years and and arguably yes there would have been much smarter ways to invest that money uh however uh you know i'm not on the breadline i'm not destitute Mm -hmm. and um you know sure i spend less money than i might otherwise do on you know uh food and <laughs> no, no, on well, clothes. I don't yeah, know. Nobody's I, going so, hungry in your house, are they? No, you know it, I mean? it's, like, exactly. It's exactly. disposable income for a reason mm. because you yeah. uh, and you've, you've used the gambler's analogy. And a sensible fucking gambler, if there is such a thing, uh, only spends what they can afford or only invests yeah. what they can afford to lose. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. Uh, you know that, and that's that's how you've got to. That's the mindset. Well, isn't totally. It? I've so, got friends who spend equal amounts of money on shoes or handbags or fast fashion you know they're changing you know they always look beautifully dressed i look like a fucking farmer's wife half the time but i smell amazing (laughs) and that's my choice you know i I don't Uh, that money that i could i could easily spend that money on clothes or shoes instead and i don't i spend it i spend it on things that make me smell nice (laughs) i could spend all this money on like crack or heroin or whatever you know and 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 kind of those those would be very destructive ways of getting Mm. rid of my disposable income actually sort of maintaining a you know okay it's a big but rather you know in the scheme of things reasonably modest collection of perfumes um i don't worry too much about but i did see something i think it was actually brooke who wrote this the other day 
um, on Instagram, and it was along the lines of, I see you people doing your video reviews, standing in front of walls and walls of perfumes, you know, unused perfumes, mm. but all sort of neatly arranged by by uh, by house, you know. It's, it, and, and, and it's like your priorities are wrong right just having it for the sake of fucking putting it in a uh a, in a nice order and going ooh i own all of this i think there is a point that that is sort of slightly wrong mm. i i for all the photographs i take of the perfumes i i sell loads of them back on mm. uh, quickly and i i keep the churn up because actually i've just got a cupboard you know i don't i don't have some like fucking room i don't yeah. i don't have a, a perfume room no yeah. exactly I, it's just a cupboard in my office and and actually 200 bowls of perfume doesn't take up it doesn't all that much mm. space um but I, I do see these people who sort of show it off you know their collection as like a status symbol and and for me it's never been no. that because no. if it were if it were <laughs> i don't think i would ever sell anything because i just want it to be you know the bigger the better mm. the more status i've got kind of thing i'm constantly selling and churning it and, and keeping it at a, a reasonably manageable level um and, and and i'm not quite sure where i'm going with this point but i feel like there is a negative ownership aspect where people are sort of owning for the sake of showing off what a big fucking cheese but it's for me it's the opposite of that i i I don't tell anybody outside (laughs) the fragrance community that i'm into perfume or let them see the 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 drawers or or the extent of it and when they do show them the madness no and when they do see it they're like fuck me in fact there's one person who's just started following me on instagram who's a friend from like my other life and your real my life. real life and she was she was just like fuck me fliss this is a world isn't it yeah yeah it is hi sophie <laughs> i'm i'm definitely yeah. like a, a bit of both of that and i i i'm acutely aware that i i buy a lot of things and collect a lot of things um to have the collection and have the ownership because I I have those three guitars because I bought a Jaguar, a Mustang and a um, Jazzmaster because I liked offset guitars and I had to have the collection. I had to have like the trifecta, right? And like, you know, when I buy the, the, the Zerdrov collection, I had to have the collection. When I buy the vinyl, it's like sometimes I'll buy a band's discography and things like that. And but when I bought my stereo... That's not because you need to show it It's not at all. It's never though. been about status. I don't care if anyone never sees it ever... I like to see it yeah. and it makes me feel good, but it's not about anything else. And again, like with the perfume, I feel a little bit uncomfortable when people see it because I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a fucking, that's, quite, that's a weird thing I do, isn't it? Like, but, but by the same rule, Ben, you are somebody who likes to talk about things. Like you're a, you're a reviewer, aren't you? On like um, Amazon and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And you're a, you're a reviewer of things like... Um, uh, and like, 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 very. Um, <laughs> you have to cut this out, but you're, you're like Grow Diaries thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, exactly. Yeah, very thorough. Do you I know what I mean? Fixate. Like, you strike me as I, everything you do, you have to get like right into and do a diet, like a full diary, and it's very concise and like everything. Mm. That that is like that's obviously part of your like personality. And regardless of how much you don't want to be like showing off your bottles in the background and stuff. You felt a compulsion to like. I want to talk about this. I want to put my 
um, uh, you know, my opinions on something that I'm clearly passionate about uh, across to people. And it's not in the same way. It's it's not the same motivation that other people have to do it. Um, it's coming from like a good place of like, I want the collection first and then this other thing as an outlet to be able to share it with people who, because I, I don't know if you've got any like real, actual real life friends who were your friends before you got into perfume who were also into perfume as well. None. None I can't think all. of a one. No. Exactly. I, I, so we, you needed we, somebody to speak to, one. didn't you? Right. I, okay. I, 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 so I do have, um, I do have one friend that uh, like that I've known uh, since childhood that um, actually has got into perfume recently and and is now actively sort of part of the uh, fragrance. Would you say? Yeah, that's a little bit different though because they've probably been yeah. introduced to the community by you. I mean, Co- independently yes, yeah. of you. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, 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 mm. no, yeah, no. <laughs> and Fliss is probably the same because you're saying. You know, you have this like other life of people. Have you got any, uh, f- like I something that you could just get I around had... and go, let's sniff some perfumes? Yeah, and... I had one. Yeah. And he, uh, I think I've, I've, I've mentioned him several times on my Insta. This he died is... last year. Um, um, but I had, yeah. he was my friend for 25 years. And we, but we just collected together. And before mm. Facebook, before all of the groups, uh, we it was just us and we were the, and we, it was not it wasn't a guilty secret but like going to his house would be i would go with any samples or any new bottles that i had and he would get all of his stuff out and we would just sit around the dinner table or sit around after dinner just sniffing everything we could get our hands on and his poor boyfriend worked in he worked in uh perfume retail and for by terry and so whatever he was doing he was a makeup artist so he would be picking up so many samples that we would never normally be able to get our hands on and so he would come home from work with all these samples andrew would ring me and go darren's got a load of samples come round it was wonderful well that's amazing isn't it yeah like, you know and that's great but like like say and that's incredible that you had that but like say most most people d- d- don't do they do you know what I mean and no, it's kind of, I, I, absolutely it's kind of unusual isn't it like that that's the case you know you think it, it, it is and, and and that I think is is the uh power of of the internet really is bringing together people's kind of uh weird little fucking uh uh you know enthusiasms and and uh vices and you know turning them into a an actual community um, I I can't I can't really imagine that that the concept of fragrance communities really existed much before the internet because it, it's such a sort of niche idiosyncratic sort of pursuit you know it's mm. it's something you kind of come to almost on your own um, you know maybe shaped by your environment in some way but I didn't have a person that told me how to get into perfumes or that talked to me about perfumes I just found myself more and more interested in them and and i found myself spending more and more time going into boots and uh, <laughs> other associated high street shops wanting to try them um it, it sort of happened slowly to me uh, not as part of any community i wasn't radicalized by some perfume community i was self-turned um, anyway, look, I, I'm I'm sort of um, I'm sort of loath to bring us to a close, uh, but I feel I must because we've been at it forever. Um, 
I think there's definitely a second episode in this oh, in this so conversation because we haven't done backup bottles. Oh, there's this. there's dozens. Yeah, so we're going to come back at this. We're going to do a second part, maybe not next episode, but I'm I feel confident we can uh, we should do a second episode because I've absolutely loved this. It's mm. it's been a really nice uh, conversation. Um, I I don't feel like I've sort of. Uh, had any grand revelation but I do feel I've learnt a lot more about each of you and, and your sort of collections and your personal sort of styles and 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 I love the sort of uh, you know the psychotic merciless kind of organisation that, that Fliss brings to it the psychotic of, and merciless yeah, the, the, the sort of eclectic uh, you know chaos of James and, and the weirdly complete <laughs> Uh, you know, calculated collectionizing uh, of Ben. I'm, I'm, I'm loving all of it. So, um, all I know is that next time someone frowns at my bags of samples, I'm going to say, uh, "It's an Osmantique, darling." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that? What's that carrier bag of fucking uh, glass vials? Uh, Osmantique, dickhead. <laughs> Right. Um, any final thoughts, James? No, not really. No. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I mean, do you want no, me to? I could right. fucking go on. You know. I uh, I, I, uh, well, we all we all can. <laughs> no, all can. Uh, I think yeah, there there definitely is more um, mileage in it, um, and yeah, it was it was funny because it's kind of free form. Like, let's just come up with an idea, and it's actually one of the most. Uh, important because it's got the personal aspects it's got all the like there's le there's loads to it it's it's basically uh the the whole all encompassing kind of conversation about perfume it's like mm -hmm. you know it's a really broad uh subject so yeah we can uh come back to it and have plenty more uh discussion so yeah i'm i'm excited for it cool cool uh ben <laughs> any final thoughts from you sir no, no, I think that's about it, really. I think I've embarrassed myself enough. Uh, yeah, I think we can move on. <laughs> go, 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 get your, go, go, get your bag of osmatic and uh, is it, what is it? Osmatic, osmantic. I don't know. Osmatic. What's the word? Osmatic. Osmatic. It's a place in uh, It's in Versailles, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's basically and... a library of. Oh. Every fragrance ever made, ever, ever, that's, ever. Well, they that, re that's... they recreate them as well, which is yeah. interesting because they, actually... they clone them. <laughs> clone well, them. Well, I don't think they'd like well, it if you said that. <laughs> no, I mean they they do it like uh, as a kind of yeah, like an exercise for people to smell things. I, I think as they were sort of intended, or you know, um, yeah, which is you know interesting because they're not for they're not they're not like you know. You can go and smell Iris Gris by Jacques Faf, which is just like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, which I, I think am, is worth the entrance price it. alone, I think I would. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. All right. Fliss, any final thoughts from yourself? No, I've loved it. I've really enjoyed this, the differences that we have, but then also some of the similarities. And I'm the my big light bulb was... Ben with his Zerkshoff. Zerkshoff? Zerkshoff. With his little Zerkshoff. Whatever you want to say. I'm just like, wow, that's surprised the hell out of me. See, sometimes I actually smell nice, <laughs> yeah. not like roadkill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Scottish guy. Yeah, today I'm reviewing 
Jerk off. <laughs> this one. No, 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 you're not. No, you're not. Right, it's you can. been it's a different channel. <laughs> yeah, it's very different channel. Yeah, it's been um, uh, unusually uh, ridiculous, uh, even for you lot. So uh, thank you. Uh, I've loved it as always, uh, dear listener. Uh, all of our gubbins is in the show notes. Do get in touch. Um, you don't only have to write to Fliss. You can write to any of us. Um, you know, we'd all love to hear. Your little voices. Uh, until next time, we'll be back with you in two weeks on Les Odorants. Bye. Bye. Bye.